Hello and welcome to Spider Dominion, Ramjack's web of destruction. Oh, hey everyone, I'm back. It's me, Alex, and joining us today for the show is our good friend, Brad. Hello, citizens, hello. Happy holidays. Scary monsters. Ooh, scary holidays. I don't know, um, well, I'm sure you'll, you'll tell us what else you've been doing this past week to get into the spirit of the holiday, Brad. But, but here in my house, my daughter has found the Adams Family and loves it. Nice. It's her new go-to. She went from uh, she, she she went from My Little Pony, which she was super into for a week after she watched the movie. But then once she watched The Adams Family, I don't remember why we did. There's a new there's new animated movies. Something inspired us. I don't know if it was the holidays or she'd seen it somewhere or maybe the song. She thought, "What's this song, Dad?" That we heard on some streaming thing. Oh, it's Adams Family. There's a movie. Would you like to watch? Watch it. Um, loves it. She now wants everything to be Adam's family. We play it all the time. She goes between Wednesday and uh, Morticia as who she pretends to be. And I have to be everyone else, obviously. But um, it's a, a lot of Adam's family going on here. A lot of morbid, creepy, fun things that are just right for a kid her age. Nice. The good news is your podcast is here. The bad news is it's dead. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I got, I got a, a real spooky update, you okay. guys, um, you know, uh, last year me and Dan went to the Haunted Road, Ooh. and, you know, there was a lot of concern this year, they were doing that, trying to do that weird add-on thing, where you didn't mm. walk in, and you went to, there was like a barbecue thing, and then I, now I find out there's also, like, like a stripper pole situation going on, and like, I don't, I'm sorry, what? Man? I don't know what's going on, I don't know. But uh, that's also, a part of the add-on, correct? And that's, with yeah, the add-on, there's the barbecue, add-on. there's a stripper pole, apparently. Yeah. Um, huh. Dan sent me some reviews um, last week as we were getting ready, just to, so we have an idea of what we're getting into. And again, we went in last year with real low expectations, and it yeah, turned out I being should. it turned out being you know really good. We went a second time because um, it was cheaper later on, so that was that was a good time. And it was you know it was it wasn't perfect, but it was a fine enough experience. Um, this year, weird, weird experience. Hmm. Um, but good news. I recorded a lot of audio, so I think we'll jump to that now. Well, here we are again on the Haunted Road 2021. We are currently on the Haunted Road. We are. Trying we're, to leave. We're, we're trying to leave. We we didn't stick around for the barnyard add-on event, which, like, it seemed like they were just letting people in, so we might have been able to go for free, but fuck that shit. That means you would have to be here for much longer. Yeah. Well, first, I did catch a little bit of that opening uh, from uh, Farmer Dave. I didn't catch the very top because I wasn't expecting it. They handed us a little walkie-talkie. And it uh, gave us some little opening info from Farmer Dave, and uh, so I guess we'll do a little bit of that. Sure, I made it real easy for you. I've marked most of the haunted areas with ghost sighting signs. When you see those signs, pull over, park your car, and turn your headlights off. Don't be a dumbass and go ruin it for everyone else by keeping your damn headlights on. Drive with your headlights on and turn them off when you park. Got it? Shut up! Good dog! Okay. Some radio stations get weird when you piss the ghosts off, so I added some more signs saying which stations in which areas 
Alright, so that was uh, the preamble to the event. Just a quick overview. Um, surprisingly racist. Shocking thing for racist. <laughs> like, what's going on? The first scene, it first, be, before the lights came up and we could see what kind of spooks we were dealing with, I thought it was, like, a white guy doing black voice. <laughs> like, because we couldn't see him yet. But I saw he was wearing, like, a Civil War uniform. Yeah, So yeah. I thought we were just, I, it was just, like, a racist ghost. But, um, no, it was, it was a black actor. I don't know if that's better or worse. Probably worse. He was wearing a Union, uh, um, you know, Civil War outfit, so. But he was a menacing spook. Which led to a theme of uh, the black actors being scary spooks, mostly menacing white women. White women. <laughs> yeah, and one was like, she was like on a bed, and it was. Yeah. Yeah. And like he was clear, like like he was clearly like having mental issues. He was like hitting himself in the head, and uh, then at the end he cuts off her head and uh, carries it around, shows it to us. It was fun. Uh, yeah, the, the actress had, like, brown or maybe reddish hair, and then we cut off the yeah. head, and she had blonde, like, straight hair. Like, yeah, it was weird. Uh, she had, like, dark hair, but then uh, when he brought the head over to see us, it was like a blonde cabbage patch doll. So, weird. <laughs> Don't know how that works. Magic. Don't know how that works. Um, I, I gotta say, like, that, fir- that when they first came to the car the first time, they absolutely got me good on that oh, first one. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he had no idea they were coming. Well, because, like, so- I... I saw him, like, on the corner of the mirror, and I, and I didn't realize he was that close. Because guys don't know, you know, this is like rearview mirrors. Uh, objects appear uh, closer or farther or whatever. Um, and I have bad night vision. So I thought he was still, like, a car behind us. I just saw a shadow. And then all of a sudden, he was there and screaming in my face. Right. Um, another theme of the evening, guys. Yeah, COVID's crazy. over. Like, people are just... They told us to, to open our windows. Before last year, that was optional. Um, yeah, this was turn off your lights, put down your windows. Yeah, don't wear a mask. We're not wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, get, get ready to have somebody scream open mouth into your mouth. <laughs> it's like fucking sweating in the Florida summer. Yeah, it's like, yeeks, I don't know about this, guys. Um, so there's that. Uh, uncomfortable. Second scene, I was impressed with. That was really cool, because basically what it was is, like, this haunted road thing, basically, you're just going down a road, you park, and then a scene happens. Or maybe it doesn't happen, who knows. But but this one was actually cool, because you would go into your own individual stall, you would park into a Mm -hmm. stall... And you would go into that, and um, and then a little fun scene happened. Yeah. And, like, some, you know, we had some spooks come into the car and scream at us. The one that was on my side, she had really good makeup. Like, oh, I don't know really? if you got to see that, but, like, oh. Uh, or maybe it was just because it was so, you know, quickly. Uh-huh. But I was like, oh, shit, they're doing it this year. Nice. They've got makeup on. This is going to be a good haunted road experience nice i like that like the one came up and was just creepily looking on my side and then the one came up and screamed on yeah. your side that was good I yeah like, yeah and that's the one that i thought had good makeup yeah. on but again maybe it was like oh this is yeah. too close anyways yeah I, I gotta say that was that was one of the because the scares were really aimed at my side uh today Absolutely. like a lot of scares on my end after after you know they were still you know moved on to the next car in front of us they were doing like a little uh, um little projection like there was a little hidden screen there so it was sort of like Haunted Mansion vibe, ghosts. Yeah, and it was like a ghost was like, you know, you know what yeah. I mean? When someone says, you know the hand motion I'm making oh, yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So, listeners. Standard ghost hands. Yeah, come on. 
So yeah, it's like, ooh, I'm not spooking us. <laughs> Clearly, they probably just like, they probably literally stole the video from Haunted Mansion or something for those ghosts. They certainly didn't do anything original. Because here's another thing these motherfuckers did. <laughs> and like, between each little scene, and I will say the radio like thing was much better overall this year. There was kind of stuff going in and out of scenes. But they're playing like clips of Coast to Coast AM. Like, straight up Art Bell and George Norrie. Like, they're just playing it. And, yeah, they're playing, like, you know, spooky clips. Though a lot, also a lot of UFO talk, which I was like, are we switching it up this year? Is it going to be ghosts or UFOs? What are we doing? You're just kind of putting it all together, like, spooky shit. But you can't just play Coast to Coast. You don't own that. Just make a fake Coast to Coast. How hard is that? you got to record, like, two minutes. Like, what's what's going on? So there was that. That was questionable they definitely stole that those ghost effects they didn't they didn't make those in-house no, no, they no. bought they, those are either stock free comes with a projector or like they just stole it because like these motherfuckers don't know what's up but i did like that scene that scene was really neat that was probably the best yeah next to farmer day which i think we skipped a little yeah yeah well i played some of the actual audio oh there, oh, so. oh yeah yeah farmer oh but there was the dirt Oh, I for- guys, I already- I forgot about the- um, before the dirt, though, okay. just because we mentioned stalls, <laughs> I feel like we should talk about the actual pre-show. <laughs> um, so, we're there, and there's, like, a little bit of a wait, because you gotta, like, be, like, they gotta separate you into groups, and they gotta do a lot of preamble shit, but so we're kind of in, like, the line of cars waiting. And, like, a kid clearly, like, gets out of the car to piss- like, in like the outdoors. Right in front of the car. Yeah, like, like they opened the door to conceal the kid pissing, but clearly, kid got out of the car in a, I'm a kid that needs to piss. Um, <laughs> well, then we opened the door and I'm like, oh, yep, that's definitely what's happening. Alright, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Gonna look as far away as possible, otherwise get arrested or something. Like, that was also on Brad's side. Brad's yeah. Side got all the <laughs> All the spooks are on my side. Uh, so that was something. Oh, uh, was not ready for that. Guys, uh, take your family to the restroom before you go to a haunted road. Yeah, uh, weird. But yeah, so, yeah, when you first get there, uh, they hand us a Ziploc bag of dirt. <laughs> yes. And they're like, hey, one of you, and only one of you, do not, two people cannot get out of the car. One person has to stay in the car. One person get out, you take this dirt, you're gonna go to tombstone number five. And you're going to sprinkle the dirt and ask the spirits if you're allowed to, like, whatever. Yeah. uh, And just keep asking. Keep asking. asking. Do not stop asking them until you get the sign. I never got the sign. I mean, I think it was when the light came on. I guess that was the sign. Oh. See, I heard, like, other noises happening from other stalls or other areas. So I thought I was waiting for that. And Uh. it never happened. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. But but also there was like a character, like one character kind of slowly making it. So I thought maybe he was going to come up and do something with you. But then like, no, then we got the keep driving sound. Yeah. So. Okay. Right. Yeah, so that was really weird. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, you just have to put this dirt on the tombstone. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like out. It, it, this isn't a fucking, it's a farm. It's yeah. a farm. And I'm just out here. Um, spirits, let us pass. Spirits, let us pass. And nothing's happening. Yeah. Yo, spirits. Spirits. As about it. <laughs> I won in. Come on, spirits. We already paid our $25. <laughs> I'm not. 
I mean, it's refundable if the spirits don't let us in, right? Oh, no, no refunds. Oh. No refunds. This place runs rain or shine. Unless it's rain, and then they email everybody and reschedule you. Which, luckily, we didn't get. But or I, if they have plumbing. Or if they have plumbing issues. But it, on the website, it's very clear. Non-refundable. Rain or shine. Unless it's not. So, um, so what was the scene after that? There, there were only six scenes, guys. And, like... Yeah, so... Was that the okay, cow scene? So we did the saw one. Yeah, then we did the cows. And by cow scene, we mean there was a cow hanging out, um, and eventually some spooky shit theoretically happened, as in, nothing, like, two people, two actors came by and screamed in our windows again. And then, like, there was, like, a scarecrow that, like, I, I don't know, did a bow or something? What was that? Okay, so here's the deal. I didn't even realize he was doing anything at first. So here's the whole thing. So you're in this, you're in your car. Okay, you're on this haunted road. They want you to have the windows down and you have to have the radio on. And the stations, they work, you know, better than last year, but you have to put it. I mean, you got to blast this thing for it to really hear anything. Well, while your windows are up, I'm starting to hear some sort of like it sounds like a air pressure thing, like a like a pneumatic, you know, like air thing. Every once in a while, it was like it was refilling. Yeah. It would really take you out of, like, what's happening. And that was apparently for this thing. Because basically what it does is, like, these scarecrow things pop up, but not upright. Yeah. They just kind of float or fly. I I don't know what it was doing. (laughs) Basically what I'm saying is it's a super long con to have the fucking air thing going where now you can't hear anything that's happening. Right. Just for this thing to pop up for three seconds. And it's... Yeah, that was lame. Lame payoff. Is that supposed to be the payoff? Yeah. Because this stuff on the radio is like, someone, this like woman's calling Farmer Dave, and it's like, Farmer Dave, the ghost, the, the people, they're going to kill them all. And it's like, all right, well, I okay, cool. We listen more coast to coast. That might be more interesting than this. Other than that cow, the cow was pretty interesting. Just a cow hanging out, because this, again, is a real farm. I'm just wondering, like, what is the cow thing? Like, does he oh. know that he's in the lamest scene? <laughs> like, he talked to the horse in the, in, oh. in the other scene? I wish we could spend more time with that horse. Yeah. Great horse. Yeah, this horse. Uh, funny, witty. But anyways, mm. uh, the cow, yeah, he was Descendant of Mr. Ed. Absolutely. <laughs> Not racist, though. No. Ugh, so yeah, that was, that was a thing. So then that scene was over. Cool. Next scene. Uh, was that the cornfield scene? Kind of bad. So, cor- so all of a sudden we're like driving through actual cornfield, which I had to stop for a second because like, wait, does corn grow in Florida? Is that a thing? I don't. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Like, I was it here for this, but no, it's it's for real, it's for real corn. Yeah. So, uh, and it was actually like I, I don't know how it felt driving, but that felt like the part of the road felt more claustrophobic. It felt a lot more closed in. Yeah, yeah, you, it was tight. You, yeah. Yeah. It was creepy. Yeah. I, like, it was really cool. And, but that scene was also really neat, too. Because all of a sudden we stop and I'm like, well, what's going to happen? Because I don't see yeah. anything here. But then I realized, oh, there's, like, a white girl on a crucifix. <laughs> <laughs> we got a white girl on a crucifix. Now, now there's not an, a black man menacing her. It's just a guy with a pumpkin head. So not white, though. Pumpkin head guy. <laughs> not necessarily black. Could be. Probably. If I'm going with the theme here, like, apparently black Union soldiers terrorize white women. <laughs> Is that the theme of the... Yeah. How? I don't understand. The haunted road, black people. 
Like, what's happening? Uh, but that scene was actually kind of neat. I like just because the corn and everything. It looked the lighting was neat. Yeah. And I liked at the very end, like, she was just hiding in the corn, and I could see her really well from, like, specifically, we, we had a really good position, like, in the middle yeah. of the pack, and I could just see her, like, hiding, looking scared, and, uh, and this, like, pumpkin head guy just, like, looking for her with his strobe light. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the best way to, to find somebody with a strobe light. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, there wasn't much to it. It was not really much of a scene. Uh, but, you know, it looks cool. If there were more scenes, I feel like that, I would have, like, this would be good. But I feel like there's not yeah, enough happening. Because there were, there were six scenes this year. And I yeah. think last year there was, like, at least eight, right? I want to say if ten. I feel like yeah. ten. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot. I you're right. And, um, there was a little bit more involved, um, last year, which, mm-hmm. I mean, take it or leave it. I mean, but that's what it was. Yeah. Because really most of these scenes only had, like, two actors in it, for the most yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. Um... The other last year, you know, yeah, there might have been might have been one or two where there was like one or two or maybe three. But then there was also a lot of I mean, there was one where it was like, I don't know, like eight. And well, a few of them were like that, where there were a lot of actors. And um, because because this one, it was like the little bit of a scene would happen. Um, but then, like, the people, like, doing the little bit of a scene, which, again, barely a scene, are also the characters that are coming to the car. Yeah. So it's not like they were separate groups. Like, last year, there was actual, like, characters roaming around car to car, like, before and after, like, the scene. Yeah, that's right. Whereas, and that was, like, more of a, like, more of a story, but this was just, yeah, this was, like, a little, a barely a vignette. <laughs> like, so, I, pros and cons, like, uh, you know. Uh, like, if you love racist shit, I mean, I, you know, again, we saw some reviews ahead of time, and it, we were, we were, as last year, prepared for the worst. What? No one mentioned the racism of it all. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's just falling on us. Uh, I don't know, but yeah. Uh, yikes. And then, uh, after that was the last scene, right? After the cornfield was the yeah, last scene. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Well, we saw the horse. Horse was great. Yeah, the horse. Drove yeah, by the horse. The horse kind of, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, then there was the last scene, which, uh, like, in the distance, there was, like, a, a, some kind of, like, a tunnel, and then, like, a real rickety-ass-looking fake train. Like, kind, like, the kind of thing, it's like, oh, oh, Miss Henson's first grade class made a train. <laughs> cool. That's fun. It barely looks like a tra- like I I understand that it's supposed to be a train because I understand that, but like I mean, yeah. and then like some lights and train sounds, and it's like oh ghost train. Um, but really, then just we have some characters come out and like hey, we want to eat your soul. And some of them are okay. There was the one guy though that just had like the button-up white shirt that was bodied. <laughs> yeah. And all he does is walks up to everyone's car and gives a coat. He does. All he does is he walks by their car and then he just touches the interior of their car. Ugh. And he goes, one. And yeah. then he comes back and yeah. does the rounds again. What did, what did the bellhop-looking guy say to you? Because I couldn't fully make it out. Oh, first said, I'm hungry. Uh-huh. And then I forget what he said after the... Yeah, he said, I'm hungry. And then... And then it went a completely different direction after that. Because then it was something completely different. Yeah, yeah. I, it was weird. It was very strange. Yeah, because it was like, I'm hungry. Um, intercoastal dimension or something. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that, but it was, it was fucking random. Yeah. It was, it was super weird. Okay, all right. And that was our, that was our one uh, white spook. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and, and oh, and and, and yeah, and, and yeah, Mr. COVID guy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but we also, we also, of course, we also had a, a black woman with a, with a baby who was uh, also out to get us because you know, got We got it. We got to get an evil black person in the scene. It's the last one. And I swear I could overhear someone saying something about eating the baby or something. Ah, uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, uh, it was strange. It was strange. I uh, like. I mean, maybe it was just like maybe this was just like the weird night of casting just happened to make all the black people evil. It just <laughs> but, so happened. It's like maybe it's just a, like a whim. Like, oh yeah, this is okay tonight. We've got oh we got Jerry and Phil and Susan. Oh, this is weird. All the bad people are black tonight. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Well, uh, tonight's the night for the racists. So, uh, I mean, maybe, but like that was strange. Strange. So, so our time was to get there like at nine thirty. We got there about ten minutes early. Uh huh. Um, there was a, a good bit of check-in that had to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, there there was you know verifying you know that we paid. You know that was pretty quick. But then there was a whole rigmarole. Um, there was basically like three or four lines of cars, and then we had to wait, and then there was the Farmer Dave walkie-talkie stuff, and, you know, some randomness here and there. And also, it was done, like, it wasn't all done at once. It was like, first, like, they told us where to park, and that seemed confusing, and then they brought us a bag of dirt, and then yeah. they brought us a walkie-talkie. Yeah. Then Dave talks, then you have to get the walkie-talkie back, then eventually you get the go to go. Um... So all in, Brad, the actual time that we were doing the haunted road, the spookiness, uh-huh. was twenty minutes. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I mean, last year did seem to drag on. Yeah, yeah. I guess there is like a like it was efficient. I, I mean, it wasn't efficient, but it was efficient. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, you were driving from one thing to the other, basically one theater circle to the next. Yeah. This year, it was not like that. There, there was yeah. no theater circles, really, nothing yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it was set up kind of fun, but yeah, this year, I think, was, I think, like, probably ten times shittier than last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just, you know, the, the, the amount or lack thereof of characters, the lack mm-hmm. thereof of any sort of... I mean, I don't necessarily need a storyline, because last year I think that's the problem, was there was too much. It was a much. play. Yeah, last year yeah. was a friend show. Yeah, it absolutely was. And, I mean, the the director of it, she does fringe stuff. It totally made sense. Like, yeah. yeah, this is what you would do. And this, I think they were trying to still have some sort of story. Um, and also, I think they're just trying to do it, like, majorly on the cheap this year, because I think yeah. last year was probably real expensive. And... You know, I sent you that Reddit thing, yeah. where the thread that was talking about um, the Haunted Road thing and how people were dragging, like, the person that, the director of this, and how, like, yeah. basically she doesn't pay worth shit, and, yeah, it's basically like a whole profit share type Yeah, if, I, if I'd known that going in, I would have, like, said no thank you. Yeah, because I, I actually kind of know her, I, uh-huh. you know, not, like, friends with her or anything, but I certainly know of her and have uh, friends that are very good friends with her, and I had uh-huh. a Orlando Theater podcast, and we've interviewed her before and everything, and um, so I definitely am certainly aware of her, and um, yeah, I was a little surprised to hear that, like, people have had that many issues, yeah. like, with her, but, and, and maybe you know about this, like, in the theater world, but really, like, at least old school theater, like, all the stuff that I've done, 
was profit share. That's how yeah. they did it. Yeah. So if if that like if you got and, anything, yeah if you got right? anything I mean especially French stuff you know like the whole like thing about like theater is typically like you're doing that because you like you're passionate about it. Yeah. Like, this is just some fucking haunted road shit where you're just trying to make a couple bucks. And they definitely really and like I feel like. It, it was busy enough last year, and especially with COVID and everything, people just wanted to do something for Halloween. Yeah. Like, they made enough money last year, they should be able to, like, do shit. Like, it's, they definitely made their money back last year. I would assume. I would assume. Like, this year, I hope they yeah. don't make money. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope, well, no. I want the actors to get paid. So, yeah. make money. Sure. Uh, but that's bullshit. Yeah. But, like, your $75 add on for, like, your weird, shitty barn thing and your, your bar, your 10 p.m. barbecue truck? <laughs> no. Yeah, that, just passing by it, it just looks uh, not, not good. I would not like that. No, oh, and, and the stripper pole situation? Yeah, I watched a video of the Haunted Road, and so the people that did the review, they they went to the you know midnight barbecue, and there was <laughs> some sort of stripper pole type thing, or, you know, for pole dancers. But the person that was dancing, it was, um, I don't think they were dancing very well, or maybe it was caught just in a weird right. moment or something, but it looked really weird. Yeah, I, I think we made the good choice, because the guy was like, are you staying for the barnyard? And it's like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, follow these guys out. It's like, okay, bye! Yeah. Also, like, I've had enough people, like, in my face, like, you know, spraying disease. I, I don't need to go, like, get out of my car now. Yeah. Again, guys, like, focus on what you're good at. Like, doing a haunted house from your car. Like, that's a, I like the idea. Let's keep it in the car. Weird. But, uh, it was, it was interesting. I, I'll say it's worth 25 bucks. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess so. But, I mean, um, you know, I know everyone watches or, you know, listens to podcasts or, um, Haunted house reviews in the Orlando area. Of course. So um, this is the niche that you you and Alex from Ohio have yeah, chosen. Absolutely. But um, I would not go out of my way for it. Like for no. us, it's like a twenty minute plus drive. Yeah. I wouldn't go any further than that because because um, I know some people have gone like from uh, way out of town, and that's yeah. uh, absolute bullshit. No, that's a bad idea. Like I yeah. Uh, you know, last year we were expecting it to be really bad going in. We were getting re- looking for a shit show, and it was really fun. And then we went a second time. Um, yeah. And uh, this year we've gone once, and I think we're good. Yeah, I don't think there's no. So there's that. I, again, that second team though, that was. Uh, thank you for trying. Yeah. See, if they could have more of something yeah. like that, just that, like, and if the corn scene had been longer, that had been more to it. Yeah, because basically the whole thing was just like. The, the white woman would just be like, no, no, no. And then the other person would be like, you're going to fucking die. And yeah, and that's a scene, guys. And then like they chase around your car for a little while and scream inside everybody's car. And then the scene's over. Yeah. Though I, I don't even feel like they got to every car. I feel like no, there were a couple of times. That, I'm like, uh, ooh, those people in the back, they didn't get anything. Yeah, because even like with the whole like, uh, here's this white woman's head. Like, I don't even yeah. feel like the person in the front got it. Or yeah. barely got it. Look at this cabbage patch doll head. <laughs> it's much smaller and different than the girl you saw earlier. Yeah. Spooky scary. I changed your head because I'm evil because I'm black. Ah! <laughs> the haunted racist roads, guys. Haunted with racism. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. That's 2021. Welcome, you know, to, welcome actually, to Joe Biden's America. Right. Thanks, Joe. Uh, well, I am looking at the website now, and uh, we did go on racist night. Oh. Like that. that was my bad. Uh, two for one with your Klansman's hood. Ugh. Yizo, yizo, yizo. It was weirdly racist. Ooh. Like, Lame. Like, there was a Gross. lot of scenes of, like, of, like, evil black ghosts, um, like, tormenting white girls. Huh. And that may have just been, like, a, like, just so happened that, like, the actors they had the night we were there, it just so happened, like, that all, all the black actors were the bad guys, but it, mm. it felt real weird. Felt real Unlikely. weird. Unlikely. Felt real weird. Can you imagine if it was a complete accident and, like, halfway through or afterwards that night, they're like, wait a minute, what the hell? No! Yeah. Because that, that, yeah. It's, it's it's Florida. I'm assuming it was on purpose, and that's that's unfortunate. I don't. I I mean, I don't know. Don't know. It was it was very strange. Who oh, knows? It was very weird. Um, like, do you? So in the reviews that Dan sent, did anyone talk about the add-on and how it improved or did not improve the shortened version of the Haunted Road? So I well, most people were they were really they they were they were really hating it. Um, and they were like, yeah, hmm. that on thing. Well, also they started like throwing in the added on thing um like now if you like book for like late if you book for one like the the, like, the november nights because there's a couple of nights still in november they're still doing it if you book for those like you can get the add-on thing for free and they asked us if we wanted to if i don't know if they were asking us if we wanted to do it or if we were doing it it was it was kind of unclear at the hmm. end like are you guys going are you guys doing the uh the barn thing and we just said no um but i feel like they're just like letting people do it that want to do it which makes sense because like they sell that's where like you can buy stuff and you can make they can make more money. I don't understand why mm. it's not included. Like I understand yeah. like you want to have an add-on experience that you can charge an extra seventy bucks for. Jeez. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And like the regular ticket is twenty five dollars. So this is like what? Some what bullshit. could the seventy five dollars like, be? This is scam. Well, it is seventy five. I think per car. So if you have a group, then it it's I guess it's not that bad. But I like we get a two person spook crew, so it's like fuck that. <laughs> yeah. What's that about? But like, I think they're giving it away now. I think you can pretty much because like p- people aren't people aren't enjoying it, and I'm sure no one's buying like that late night barbecue. <laughs> what do you do in this situation? Do you scrap the show and do something else? Like scramble to do something else? If it's that bad, it can't be well, too the, hard to rework it with some of the costumes you've got to make thing, it better. Well, the thing right? is, there's also a lot of like complaints about like they're not paying the actors well. So like mm. this like this year they did not have as many actors at all, and that was the big problem. Is there just weren't enough performers? Like every scene was like two people. Like until the last scene, it was pretty much two people in each scene. Wow, and there was only like six scenes. So, so the labor shortage is hitting even the haunted roads. Uh, yeah, wow. and much like the labor shortage, uh, <laughs> the uh, the way to fix that is to pay people properly, and there won't be a labor shortage. I mean, yeah, there's no shortage of people who want to do. I mean, I'm sure tons of people love to be in haunted houses. I knew some people who every year would be in a haunted house uh, locally in Cincinnati, and they they loved it. It was like this is my crew. I go there every year, help put on the show. Oh yeah, people want to. They're oh just yeah. Gotta Pay him to do it. Yeah, when when the um, Halloween Horror Nights auditions go up, like people get excited. Have you ever thought about auditioning to be in Horror Fuck Nights? Fuck no. I Fuck mean, no. I'm assuming you would have to be younger, like in college, like oh, this could be fun. Well, it would not be as fun as an adult. I mean, I, well, first of all. 
Like it's a long night. You're working. Yeah. Like you, you, like you would. Well, first you would have to be there at like four o'clock probably to get ready. Well, so, yeah, you gotta get makeup. So, you, so, Obvi. so you're there from four until two a.m. Well, it closes at two a.m. Then I probably probably three before you can leave. Like fuck that. And for like shitty pay, like no way. Yeah. And you're getting like harassed and attacked and hit and all that shit. No, no way it's enough. No. There's no way. price they could pay you. That would be like, Never. all right, I'll do it. I'll do it for Never. a season. Never. Not the thrill of scaring people? That's got to be weird. Who's the person that that is why they want, like, I do it because I love the thrill of the scare. Don't Let's, you mean, like, you getting scared? No. Scaring them. I love scaring favorite. people. Like, uh, I got rejected. They won't let me be a cop. Uh, no. Couldn't join the military. Couldn't be a cop. I'm just going to be a scary monster at a haunted house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I brought best. my own knife. <laughs> Fuck! No, shut up, stop, 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 stop. Now we told you to leave that in the car. <laughs> Cannot get over that. So weird. Huh. Well, I'm, I I, I have not listened to the audio. I look forward to listening and hearing yours and Dan's adventure. It was an adventure. And what, and what you guys can bring to make it, you know, more entertaining to listen to this train wreck of a road. Two people per, like, scene? Yeah, I don't know how that I works. Know. Uh-uh, no. That's not good. Like, stop. Like, yeah. Give, you need more actors. You need to not be stealing fucking coast to coast audios clips like Ooh, you can't thieving? just you can't just like play other people's shit in your haunted house i yeah, there was that one scene, there was one scene that was oh. good and the rest of it i yeah i mediocre hmm. Hmm. so definitely not going a second time this year but will you go next year if they do it i no especially after re- reading all the reviews and stuff about like how shitty the pay is and like just like this woman's just not that great so work for so i'm like all right well then no thanks pass yeah like if, if something comes out next year if they we start seeing things like oh it's really amazing this year they're doing some good stuff with it sure but otherwise you know now hmm. there you go i found this mask in an old shop i had never seen anything like it what are you doing it was strange and he, he looks crazy i had to put it on i saw when i put it on i saw i saw three eyes I saw things. It made me powerful. Powerful, like. Like a Brad, I while you got while I was away, I, I took a trip to Chicago and some some interesting tales from the Chicago ride. Some of which might be horrific to some people. So um, one, I took the toll road up to Chicago. I've, I've done it. I, yeah, I've done it before, and it is the worst. And I forgot that there's like four places where they hit you, and yeah. you're in this for like around twenty dollars just driving on the road. Florida has a shit ton of toll roads. I am sorry. They are the worst. Why? Yeah. As no, I approached Chicago, fresh. I was thinking. I was thinking like as like a civil engineer thinking, do they put these in to like stop traffic from getting in at certain times? Because it definitely like bottlenecks at locations to make traffic downtown less worse. I don't know. Like I'm trying to make some logic other than we're just going to make $20 off every car. But I guess $20 per car um, and the amount of cars through there, they're making bank. So that has to be the main reason. Get ready for a lot more because uh, if Biden's uh, infrastructure, well, if, if the shitty part of the infrastructure plan um, goes through, which is the most likely to go through. I mean, if anything goes through, um, there's going to be a lot more. Why? Toll rolls are the worst. Yeah. No one likes them. They slow everything down. Disagree, Alex. There are people that like them. People that 
own toll roads. Yeah. So when you privatize the roads, that's what you get. We're privatizing the fucking roads yeah. everywhere. We're that's a lot gross. more. We're gonna have a lot more. It's part of that's that was that was part of that brilliant plan to get conservatives on board. We should stop asking the conservatives they want to get on board. They aren't allowed on board anymore. Get them out. They can't. We're gonna give the uh, Pentagon and the defense budget ten billion more than they asked for, just for fun. Can't get the basic bullshit bill through. No. Basic. That apparently has a lot of toll roads. I did not know this oh, yeah. until now. Yeah. The like the the shitty half like the like not the uh, reconciliation package but like the regular like the part that everyone can agree upon yeah it sucks it is a garbage fire of shit um a lot more toll roads bullshit yeah bullshit because that's the worst part driving to chicago that could be the worst part of everyone's commute no one's gonna drive there's gonna be more so get used to it it's what we do motherfucker i'm sorry meanwhile um Um, can we talk about joe like joe manchin's yacht all right we all know okay first of all if anybody doesn't know joe manchin lives on a yacht like, mm-hmm. and like, I knew Joe Manchin lived on a yacht and like, he lies about his yacht and he says, oh, this, uh, this isn't our yacht. Like, this is, this is just a regular boat that uh, it only costs $200,000, which uh... it did cost him $200,000, which is odd because it's insured for like $750,000, which means like, it's also part of some weird corrupt scam that somebody sold him a boat way under price. So oh, yeah. there's that. But I want to talk about the part of the scam that his boat says West Virginia on it because you know he's a senator of you know of West Virginia. Um, but it's like uh, what is that? What's his name? What's the stupid ass name of his boat? Um, it, but it. Uh, hold on, let me look it up real quick. I'm gonna guess Mountain Mama. Just assuming that if he lives in West Virginia, he loves that part of country Almost roads. heaven. Almost heaven. Ugh. And it's just almost heaven. Charleston, Virginia. Um, like, motherfucker, West Virginia is a landlocked state. Your yacht can't say West Virginia on it. No. There's no ocean in West Virginia. Not yet. Motherfucker. Um, big question. He can't live on it, right? No, he. that's where he lives, yeah. Well, he has to have at least a residence in West Virginia, right? Well, yeah, he owns a house, but like he lives on his yacht. Okay, okay. He, he owns a house, but he you actually know, like, lives yeah, on the ocean. Yeah, but like all like, you know, the senators and Congress people, they all like, you know, have like rental places like, you know, in D.C. He has his yacht in D.C. and that's where he lives. Yeah, that should not be allowed. You have to live in the place that you that you govern over well, or represent. I, nobody, uh, nobody lives in the place. Everyone I know that lives they don't. DC. That's how they well, couldn't I mean, work. Yeah, otherwise. but you should have at least lived in the place. Well, he did live there before, but when he lived, but as a senator, he lives on his yacht. Interesting. Okay. Like everyone else, That's like little... rents, you know, apartments and shit. He lives on a fucking yacht. A man named Mansion who lives on a yacht. That is a bullshit lie. Like, I'm, like, I just didn't know it said West, West Virginia on the yacht. And that's, hmm. that's the new complaint I'm bringing to the table that I don't think people realize is that it says West Virginia, a landlocked state on his yacht that he lives on. See, in my mind, I was thinking that he ran for office in West Virginia, but lived on a boat and just rented a place and that he did it all remote. Or like, he, he doesn't really, that he wasn't really a local. No, no, he, but I guess he, that's not no, he true. owns property in West Virginia. Wild speculation on on my part, obviously. Yeah, I was because, just trying to think, know, how also, can I make this worse? He also owns, you know, he also owns, you know, uh, fucking coal mines in West Virginia. Deep ties to the coal mines, him and his whole family. Yeah. Well, and his daughter, Nick. who has a fake degree that he bought, um, you know, the one the one that raised the prices of EpiPens. Oh, yeah, that one. 
this guy should be canceled. Why is he still allowed? And by canceled, do you mean decapitated? Do you mean he should have his goddamn head cut off and put on a pike? You know, I agree. I, didn't, I did not specify. I agree with you, Alex. I agree. That's what we should I, do. I, I help assign the label of cancel, and then after that, the cancel judge, whoever, in this case you, okay. decides the final fate of the cancellation, which could be as innocent as no more social media, no more contact with society. You are uh, banished. You are outcast. Or, as you just said, people could, you know, it could get a little more severe than that. I am not a part of it at that point. From his body, put on a pike, and his fucking yacht should be set on fire after somebody crosses out the West Virginia. Um, but they do have to cross it out before they set it on fire. Because you can't you can't label your yacht a state that does not have access to the ocean. Brad, this is America. We can do whatever we want. West Maybe it's Virginia. wishful thinking. Maybe this is more sinister. Maybe after uh, another 50 years when all the ice caps melt and the ocean rises, then West Virginia may start actually having a coastline. Maybe he's thinking, maybe this is for evil foreshadowing. He's laughing. Oh. These motherfuckers don't realize that I'm going to live on this boat or my ancestors will. Even during the apocalypse. Hate him. Everyone laughed at me. Brad, that guy on Ramjack, <laughs> said it was not allowed. Who's laughing now? Wait, I was canceled? What? Sorry, Brad was the cancel judge, not not me. Uh, we take turns. It's just happened. Uh, couldn't happen to a better person, though. So bye. Bye. <laughs> canceled. Bye. Ugh. Wow. Um, so the toll roads into Chicago sucked, and coming out sucked. Something else that was in, I went up there for a wedding. Uh, someone who's appeared on the podcast long ago, Ben. Um, it, was, it was his turn. He was just like, all right, I'm getting married, guys. Come on up. Let's see what What's up? Fun wedding, awesome time. Um, cosplay was encouraged. I did not cosplay. I just wore normal. I just wore a suit, but other people did, and it was a really, really fun time. Great wedding. What I didn't know, and one of the reasons why it was hard for me to find a hotel. Granted, I waited a little lot later than I should have because I was on the fence because of a lot of things. Uh, we had contemplated going up there as a family, uh, but COVID times, and we thought, hey, we're still not. Let's just wait uh, because children can't be vaccinated yet. At least not the young children we have. So we held off. And I got a hotel late and hotels were a lot more expensive than I remember in Chicago. And I thought, well, maybe this is just Chicago. It's been a while since I've been up there. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a tourist season. Who knows? Uh, a lot more expensive, though. So I, I, I did book a place because I wanted to go. And it was downtown. And thankfully, uh, Ben and his wife uh, kind of worked into their wedding package or like wedding um, invitations, free lift uh, passes. So I was able to get downtown and just lift where I needed to go, which was great. Had wonderful lift experiences literally like oh we'll be there in three minutes just walked out of wherever i was at and then like within a minute or two they were right there picking me up it, it was great um but the real reason it was super expensive that weekend is because there was a marathon happening in Chicago. Did not know this. No one said anything about it until literally the day I was trying to leave. Oh, are you here for the marathon? No, I, I'm not here for the marathon. I'm uh, about to go home uh, to Cincinnati. Everyone I talked to, you sure about that? What do you mean? It's just the marathon. It's happening. Okay, well, I think I would leave. All right, good luck. And I didn't realize what that meant, Brad, until I left and realized that they were sh slowly shutting down the city streets as I was trying to leave Chicago. Yikes. And it was literally like a movie because I would go down the street and then the cops would laugh. I, I, prom I, I In my mind, I thought they were laughing at all of us who were trying to get out. Just like laughing, like smiling as they're bringing in the barricades and shutting the roads down. I'm like rerouting, moving around. Uh, and me and a whole group of people are just like looking around like, what the fuck? I, we can't get out the main roads. Took me forever. Literally, I found a path out. I had to go to like uh, the Great Lake that's up there. I can't remember which one it is off the top of my head. 
ahead. I had to go there and get out on that interstate. And I almost didn't make it to it because as I passed uh, one of the uh, intersections, the cops came behind me and put a barricade up. Fuck. Laughing the whole time. Again, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe they were just telling you, la- like laughing with people everywhere and no, running co- here. If like, cops are laughing, they're laughing at you or at the person they just murdered. I, To be honest, in the rear view, I could have sworn one of them looked back at me and gave me a dirty look thinking, I should have got that person. It's trapped them here. Because <laughs> I would have been there for hours. I would have been there till the afternoon. And Chicago is like a five hour drive from Cincinnati. So I would have been forever since I got home. But thankfully I got out early, uh, drove home, went through the toll roads, was like, God damn it. But it took no time because there was no one on the streets because Chicago was locked. No one is leaving the city. It's over. It is like, it, it feels like Mad Max. There is no one else around, just me and maybe a few other cars. It's, I've, I've never been on a four lane interstate that's just free. Wow. It was interesting. Um, until I hear sound. I hear a pop and I hear a under my car and I'm oh. like oh fuck did I blow a tire let's go thankfully I got out of the toll, ro- toll roads so now I'm at least on the real interstate so I can pull off on an exit and not have to like repay to- tolls or do weird things um and I, I, I eventually, I, I find a place to stop pretty quick, but I can hear it and it's, it doesn't seem to be impeding my travel. So I'm like, well, I can't, maybe I just caught something. So I stop, I get something to eat breakfast because I got up super early and left super early, thankfully. And I go out to my car and look and I didn't catch something, but there is some sort of like a uh, plastic guard sheet that goes underneath my engine that is now in half and has been dragging on the highway. Uh. And I'm like, well, what the heck's this about? How did this happen? I didn't run over anything. So this is where I would encourage anyone, um, if you're questioning getting any type of car repair done, just go ahead and do it if you can. Um, don't let it ride like I did. Now let, let me let me rewind it. A, a long time ago, <laughs> we're talking right not soon after I bought this car. Um, my wife borrowed the car to go to the grocery store. She was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the grocery store." I'm like, "Well, aren't you not feeling well?" She's like, "Yeah, it's fine. I'll be fine." Are you sure? Like you're you, all boarding. You have been kind of like in and out of it. You don't you don't feel it. She's like, "I just gotta get out of the house. I just go to the grocery store." Let me borrow your car. Oh, okay. <laughs> and my wife ran into someone in the parking lot, <laughs> turning in, hit the site. She, she calls me, she's like, look, don't get mad. I'm like, I'm not mad. What's wrong? Are you okay? I, 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 I kind of I kind of wrecked your car a little bit. Okay, um, but you're fine, right? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Gets back, and the front part of the bumper had been, she hit someone, and it became slightly detached. Like, there was a part that broke. Wasn't really noticeable. Like, if you saw it and looked at it, you would tell, but it didn't look like it did anything. It, it was just like, all right, well, this is cosmetic. It seems cosmetic. Um, just this one part is out. I can like push it in and then we'll take it to a body shop and see what it is because it can't be that much. Was quoted uh, around three thousand dollars to get it repaired because they're like, well, we gotta take this bumper off, we gotta put a new one on, then this bumper feeds into this part, and then we gotta repaint it all and sand it. You're talking like three thousand dollars, easy. And I thought three thousand bucks for this, it doesn't look bad. Like I could live with, it. like this is like a scratch. Like okay, I can live with this until like, cause who knows what else is gonna happen to my car? Do I do this? I, I, I weigh the options. Like I'm not gonna do it. I feel okay with this. Well, friends, after a while, that little scratch turned into something a little bit bigger, and I was not aware of this and I apparently my whole bumper on the front on that side was hanging on by a thread and I didn't know because it didn't look like it was but it had been deteriorating over time so when I was driving somehow on the long trip to Chicago it dislodged and because of that 
and it only popped out a little bit. This bottom thing popped, and then it broke. So I was dragging, and it's plastic. Thankfully, it was just dragging, and no, there was no real like damage. But it would continue to drag. And while it is flimsy plastic, well, it's pretty hard plastic. I had nothing to cut it with because I could have really just cut it and gone, like no big deal. Yeah. So I had to think of other options. So I go to a place to this uh, gas station that's like a trucker stop. And I'm thinking, I don't know, I I can't cut this. I have no tools that can fix this. I I guess I'll try to like duct tape it up, like just to hold it. Because sure. I'm running. I, look, I gotta get home. I grab duct tape. I go in. I have no scissors for the duct tape. I'm like, well, I guess I could use a knife or something. But I ask the people at the gas station, can I borrow the scissors? And they're like, sure. But they give me a look like I'm never gonna see these scissors again. And I'm like, oh, I, I get that. Maybe people steal scissors from you a lot. But it was really just like, hey, do you, look, I know this is weird. Got some car damage. Buying the duct tape. I don't have scissors. Can I borrow these scissors? They look at the scissors, look at me, and go, sure. Like I'm not gonna bring them back and I get that distrust and you've got those scissors to this very day and <laughs> right here friends because of gotcha. that attitude I just got new scissors uh no I I gave them back but it took me like 30 minutes to duct tape the bottom of my car together and then to duct tape wow. the side so I'm driving with duct tape on my car which is something I, I don't want to do but at the same time sure. I have to yeah and I'm thinking is this gonna hold like I don't know like if if it's smooth sailing most likely I'm hoping so I give them the scissors back. They are astonished. They're li- like, oh my God, I thought I'd never see these again. Because I'm also in the middle of fucking nowhere, like in farm country. And they're like, wow. People stop while I'm underneath my car duct taking it. Son, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I just had some uh, damage. It's like cars, you know, you buy them and they fall apart on you after you paid for them. Am I right? <laughs> Good luck, kid. And I'm like, all right. This is not like, this is what conversations people tried to have with me. All right. So I get back on the road. And I'm going smooth. I don't hear anything. I'm like, all right, I'm back on track. I'm texting home. Like, hey, you know, derailed by like 30 minutes, but hopefully everything is fine. So I get another alarm as I'm driving home. It's like, hey, there is a detour we have to take because they're doing some work on the interstate. No big deal. Uh, But the detour actually is pretty backed up. We're going to take you on another detour in the middle of farm country. Shaves four minutes off the overall time. I'm like, four minutes? Eh, why not? I'm trying to make up time. So I go off the interstate into backcountry roads, and I'm seeing rural farm corn as far as I can see. This is before the giant um, windmills, or like the giant yeah, uh, wind uh, uh, propellers to harness energy. So corn, I, I'm seeing very, very large country farmhouses with huge like barns and stuff, and I'm just driving on these roads. Um, interesting. I, I'm like, all right, okay, cool. I'm turning here, turning here, seeing some weird stuff in the back of these back these roads. Just strange housing choices as far as colors and maybe decorations and like having a whole bunch of just weird things that don't make sense to me. But Google then says, turn here. And I turn onto a gravel road. And I'm like, what? A gravel road? Well, that's kind of bullshit. And I'm thinking, my car's not going to hold up through this. I'm holding, the, uh, it's a winging up here on duct tape. Gravel road? And this is gravel, gravel road. Like this is just deep gravel trucks four by fours that are raised off the, they would be able to handle this no problem. My car's like, I can, I'm just like, it's, I'm gonna have to stop again. There's no way I can't not. Get off the gravel road, get back on the interstate. Everything is fine. Um, and I have my radio on. Uh, then I hear a sound again, pop. I'm like, well, I guess this is gonna happen. Stop again, and it's a Wendy's again in farm country. Part Most of the plastic thing is gone at this point. It's just been destroyed um, because it's just scraped the ground. So there's not there's not a too much for me to plat, like to duct tape up, but I have a little bit of duct tape left. I, I re-duct tape it, uh, hope it works. More people stop it and ask me if I'm okay and if I need help, and I'm like, guys, I, it's something that you can't really help with unless you have something you can cut it. No, why would anyone have that? That's weird, good luck. Um, so I get home, and yeah, uh, plastic 
plastic's all gone, duct taped up. Got home safely. Um, I take it to a body shop. Same kind of thing. Well, we got to replace this bumper. We got to repaint it. It's only going to cost you a thousand to two hundred dollars. What? <laughs> well, yeah, only a thousand two hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, these other people quoted me three thousand. <laughs> yeah, I bet they would. Uh, but no, it's it's fine. It's just this much money. I'm like, well, yeah, do it. Let's sign it. Let's book it now. So now my car is going to get fixed. But it was really touch and go there in the middle of farm country in Chicago. Wow. So question. Like, I, obviously there's the, the body stuff that needs to be done. But like the plastic thing itself, do you know how much what the breakdown on that is cost wise? So I looked it all up when I got back because uh. I'm not going to get fleeced. I, I hope not. Yeah. So I, I went to Toyota's website because I have a Toyota uh, Camry hybrid. Mm-hmm. And it's an older model. Like it's from 2014 or 15. I can't remember. I'm so old at this right. point. Um, and you can still buy parts on it. A lot of, there were, I, I was upset. I, I was, my heart skipped a beat because the bumper part, at least on one website, was no longer for sale. Tons of people. People offer it at offer it aftermarket or whatever. Sure, um, it's only about two hundred dollars. Okay, just itself. So I ask because like I have the exact same issue. Oh, um, my like the plastic thing like broke on mine. Like yeah, I, I ran over to, uh, this weird speed bump thing, and then like that plastic thing like snapped and was just scraping the ground. But I was able to like secure it back on with just like some um, like uh, cable ties. Nice. So that's just what I've been doing since then. I'm like I, at some point that's probably gonna not work work anymore but I don't know seems like it's been working and I've been I've like my car's been in the shop a couple of times with various things and no one's even mentioned it so I guess it's fine <laughs> now are you talking about like the bumper part or the, the under the part? under plastic okay thing. So the under plastic thing is even cheaper. I want to say yeah. it's like 150 or 175. Yeah. And my car is old, so it's these parts are also harder to come by. Yours should be fine. You should be like. I, yeah, I, I looked at it one time and I was like, maybe I could just do this myself. And I was like, oh, this looks like a hassle. I, I don't think I want to do this. If if it's like mine, mine is literally just held on by screws. Like yeah. if I could lift my car up, I could do it, but I can't get underneath it. That's like, the thing. I looked it I up. Could. I looked it up like how to do it, and I watched a YouTube video of how to actually do it, and I was like, all right, I could do this, but like. Like, I get, I have to like get like the thing where I can like lift the car up a little bit because it's just enough that I can't get under there and it looks like a hassle. It's like I think I would pay someone to do this, but this doesn't seem to be a problem. But I did just I replace get- my car battery and got an oil change yesterday. So there you um, go. And again, no one's mentioned it again. So it's like it's apparently not even a big enough an issue for them to notice and try to sell me on. They told me because I asked them, I was like, is it unsafe for me to drive with this thing cracked or like mostly gone? So like half of it is still duct taped up. And the other half is just gone. <laughs> um, and they're like, no. I mean, it protects the engine just in case something crazy happens. But they're like, what are the odds of that? And like, there's tons of things between the engine. Like, you'll be fine for the week or two before we get you in the shop. Oh. Thanks. I think you're fine too, friend. Yeah. I seemingly. Seems like it. Remember those Remember those old things? Those things where you could like drive up onto and it could just get the front of your car up? Yeah. Do you remember seeing those? I'm sure those would be more than enough for either of us to just fix this thing on the bottom oh, of the cars. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But mine would still... Or mine's still is connected to the bumper in some way and the bumper still needs to be repaired which is the one thing that yeah, is really the, yeah. the hold up on mine you should be golden yeah I just I'm, I'm not worried about it I'm not worried about it like fuck it I'm not driving anywhere like who cares it's fine it's fine so Alex obviously I'm sitting here I'm, I'm enjoying some iced tea uh, tonight oh, yeah. with some, some of this ice still enjoying my ice loving this fucking ice maker did you and Chris talk about it at length in the previous uh, episode we, ta- we talked about it a little yet. bit talked about it a little bit nice nice um, yeah, I haven't gotten that out yet. So Alex has not heard it yet. It's not his fault. Um, still editing. It's going to be a while. You guys asked for a long episode. Well, that's what you got. Is it three hours? 
Well, we recorded for over four hours. Okay, but I, with editing, it'll still be around four hours. I've, I've, I've already got it down to under four hours, so. Interesting. Okay, cool. So. I'm going to buckle in. I can't wait. So. This will be an afternoon. Probably, probably be, it'll probably be, probably be three hours and maybe some change. So. Nice. We'll see. Those long episodes. We had a lot to talk about. We had a lot to, we had a good time. Yeah. Listen, that's I, awesome. we got to record early. It was nice. It was a good time. Great time. Much, again, much thanks to Chris. But, uh, yeah, we did, I did talk about the Ice Maker a little bit, um. And Alex, you know, I you know, I I, I got the cheaper one because I didn't want one that exploded. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I had yeah. the gift card, so I really didn't spend that much money on this. Um, but the problem is Amazon saw I was buying um, small portable appliances. Mm-hmm. And then they started like, you know, as Amazon does, they started like showing me, oh, oh, it seems like you're looking for like portable. So maybe you have like an RV or something or, or like um, are you're looking for like small hmm, appliances. I think I think maybe what you need are some appliances. Um, hmm. And they started like showing me like all kinds of like, you know, mobile things. Cause, you know, obviously I got, you know, a, you know, a mobile ice maker. So what else would you like to see? Oh, maybe maybe one of these. Hey, maybe check this out. Check out these, uh, these mini fridges. Check this out. Uh, check out this portable washer and dryer. And I was like, portable washer and dryer? Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I've looked at portable washers and dryer before, but like there's a lot yeah. of those that are like, man, those look stupid. Like there's ones you're supposed <laughs> to put in the bathtub and then like yeah. it hooks up to the wa- to the to the bathtub like faucet and like and then it like does a spin dry thing and I was like, this whole thing seems like something this looks like a headache. Like a real <laughs> fucking headache. So then I just so then I was like looking around, but then the idea was in my head. I was like, well maybe let's, let's look around and see what's available. And then when I went to the fucking laundromat, I, they've closed my they've closed the laundromat that's close to me. Uh, it used to be 24 hours, then it was less, then it, now it's closed. So I started going to the old one that uh, me and Dan used to go to back in the day, and it's fine. But like last load was 6:30 last week when I went, they moved up the time. Last load is 6 p.m. You cannot do you cannot start a laundry after 6 p.m. What the hell is going on? Like I like for me to like get off work and if I have to do laundry like. That means I have to like rush out the door. Yeah. That's insane. So I was like, well, fuck it. What what else is available in this fucking washer and dryer world? I've learned some things. Uh-oh. Did, did some deep dives. Mm-hmm. Um, not as much deep dives as I did with the ice machine, because that was just more fascinating, really, than anything. This oh, was yeah. more like, I think I fucking want a washer and dryer. If you go on the upper end, you can... There's some nice portable washers and dryers that do just hook into your, um, you know, like your sink uh, water, water line, basically. Mm-hmm. And you can just hook them either into the faucet or actually just into the water line there, the sink. In fact, you can get a regular washer and dryer and hook them in through that. It's like a little bit more of a hassle, but it can be done. But it's still the same time, I was like, I don't know about a full-sized washer. Like, that seems weird. Not that I got one that was much smaller, but I did. <laughs> I got a portable, I got a Black & Decker washing machine. Ooh, nice. It arrived over the weekend. Um, the dryer arrived right before we started recording. It's right behind me currently. Um, nice. So I and I'm expecting. I think Thursday. Um, I do need one of the pieces to connect it to the water line. So as of Thursday, I can fucking do my laundry in peace. That is amazing. So I didn't spend five hundred dollars on an ice maker, but I did spend six hundred dollars on a washer and dryer. That's it. It was just six hundred dollars for both. Yeah, three hundred a piece. Damn. Like the tell me the washing machine's actually. It's almost the size of a full size washing machine. It's a little bit smaller, but not much. And the dryer. 
dryer is smaller, I'll probably have to dry things in two batches, but, you know, that's fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it's, that. It's in my home, so. So which one do you have? Um, I will send you a link. Get onto Amazon and see what I got. Because having a smaller washer and dryer in your kitchen and hooked up through all that stuff is common in Europe. That's what they do. Oh, fuck. Um, it is gone up in price. It's $424 now. Nice. Well, that means you got it on a steal. Ah. Damn. Yeah, this is awesome. So you're waiting on the stuff to um, hook it up, but this is going to change your life. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, you would still, I guess, still need to. I mean, I still need to, and I have pretty big washer and dryers. There's certain things that are just too big for a washer. Oh, yeah, like a comforter. Yeah, a comforter. Giant comforters. But, like, that's something you you only do a couple of times a year. Oh, yeah. Everything else, this is more than fine. This is great. Yeah, no, I'm, like... I, I, like, I haven't got to use it yet, but I already do not regret these purchases at all because I'm, like, I can't, like, I'm just losing my goddamn mind trying to get laundry done. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, I don't like getting up first thing in the morning to do laundry on a weekend. That's bullshit. I don't like, like, having to rush to leave my house right after work to, like, do fucking laundry. Like, just let me, if I can do my laundry while I'm, during the workday, I mean, amazing. It's perfect. Late at night, whenever I want. Whenever you want. Put it in and go to sleep. Wake up. You're good. <laughs> I'm not going to put it in my I mean, don't sleep. push it. I'm that's, just saying well, you have just, the option. I mean, maybe the dryer, because I'm going to put the dryer in the bedroom. Um, nice. So I can really put the, I can leave things drying at night, but I'm not going to have wet clothes in a machine overnight. You're going to have to be careful, though. I know the dryer will vent out or something, but it's it's going to raise the temperature of that room. Yeah. It's, you well, just it's, put the air conditioner in there. No. Right? No. I, uh, that's what I'm going to vent out. I'm going to vent it out through the... Uh, through using the same tube from the air conditioner so that's gonna be awesome yeah that's amazing that's life changing yeah I'm like I'm I'm living an appliance life I got that air conditioner then I got that ice maker now I got a washer and dryer it's gonna be nice what other appliances are you going to buy next? Have they already started, like, I, I can't imagine. Prompting you? I don't even know that they I don't even know what else I would buy. The only, well, that, like, even seemingly large purchase I have in the future is I have to buy a new bookshelf. Because mm. um, I'm going to buy a tall, uh, just straight bookshelf for the corner here instead of this wide one so I can put the solstice tree because I have nowhere else to put it. Um, hmm. So I'm going to do that, but... Interesting. I'm sure the algorithm is already working. I we like, got on the I, ice maker. We got in the washer and dryer. What else could we get? What I don't, other appliances? Like, there's get literally nothing else I could imagine wanting. Do you have an air fryer? No. They're actually pretty awesome. I mean, if I I don't not really I don't know that I really want an air fryer. The the only thing that an air fryer really does that I really enjoy is it gives you the convenience of an oven very fast. Like it allows me instead of preheating and doing something. If I'm reheating food like leftovers, it is the best thing to eat heat reheat. If anything needs to because the oven just takes too long. This thing instantaneous almost. It's like, all right, done. Five minutes, it's completely warmed up. There's no preheating or anything. It's great. I mean, if but that's the main convenience it has. I like, I, and I think I said this last year. If there's like a Black Friday deal on a cheap air fryer, oh, yeah. I might get one. But other than that, I, I don't know. Don't really think I need one. They're not for everybody, but the algorithm is working to see what else they can get you. Trust I, me. I like. I'm sure they're trying, but I don't know. I don't know that they can. Like, I don't know that there's a thing. We'll see what happens next week. You're gonna come back and you're like, I just bought these three things from Amazon. Eh, they got me on something I else. Don't don't know. Like, can't. I like. First of all, I don't know what else could fit inside this tiny apartment. Like. They need to sell you more space, which is not possible, yeah, they, right? They, Amazon, sell me a house. Sell them a house. Sell them a house. <laughs> Come on. If you are with us, run, Jack. Please, give us a sign. Oh, oh, oh. 
someone else is here. Someone I've never seen before. Ah. Friends, it's that super special time of the week where we talk about a very spooky fantasy island. time we talk about an old episode of television, we have to summarize it. We play a game where we summarize it to the best of our abilities within a minute. If you can do it within a minute, you are a brave heart. If you go horrendously under, like you just can't remember, chump, chump town. If you go over a minute, what the hell are you doing on this show? You aren't a brave heart, you're an imposter. You've forgotten what side of the summary divide you belong on. I'm sorry, guys, it's been a long week. I'm tired. Um, But Brad has a minute on the clock to summarize this episode, this deja vu-like episode of Fantasy Island. He'll explain. He'll explain. Yikes. Um, Friend, are you ready? Uh, Yes. On go. Three, two, one, go! Guys, uh, great episode this week. We got The Devil and Mr. Rourke, Zigfield Girls, and Kid Cory Rides Again. Kid Cory Rides Again? Yeah, he does. Um, because it's the same guy from the Millionaire episode we watched last time. Um, and this time he wants to, he's a different character, but he wants to go back and meet a cowboy called Kid Cody who stole a million dollars. Um, weird. Uh, he finds, he's a big thing. He gets in trouble. He almost dies. He's fine. Um, Zigfield Girls, old lady want to be showgirls again um then we find out that one of them like stole the other's husband and the other one almost murdered her but it's okay because they're friends and friendships important and shit weird um but the main story the devil is back and he's after mr rourke and he's also after mr rourke's goddaughter as like a weird way to get to mr rourke um didn't know he had a goddaughter he also might be god uh but they pull some shenanigans i thought mr rourke was gonna fuck her for a second and do that again uh but no they just play shenanigans <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> One minute. Well done, friend. That was thank you. very impressive. I'd like to thank all the people that helped make this possible. I'd like to thank, of course, Alex. Of course. I'd like to thank the good people of Black and Decker. Um, I'd yes. like to thank the... Uh, who made this the Panda Corporation. Um, I'd like to thank uh, whoever it is that made my ice maker. That noble company. Um, we all love them and respect them. I'd also like to thank a little guy called the devil. Because um, he's, he's a real scamp. And I love what he does. He's he's always pulling jibes and and just fun little shenanigans. Thank you, Devil. What an episode! It is shocking because it really. I mean, Brad summarized episode really well. Like you got everything in there from a content perspective. I would say the meat of everything. This is the detail. The devil is in the detail that makes this super fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just so everyone has a timestamp, the original airing of this was October seventeenth, nineteen eighty one. While I was watching just Joey got home from school and he came downstairs to just say like where's my iPad oh it's where I left it in the uh, the office and he looked up at the television and saw it and said hey this was made in the 70s wasn't it and I said well around that time Joey he's like I can tell and I was like really he's like yeah look at the actors look at their makeup and clothes Pfft. 
70s. And he just left. I don't know. He's never said anything like that before. And I don't know what from the 70s he's watched. But And granted, this is 81. So it's like two years removed. But he's a kid. He's just figuring I, things out. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely a real 70s vibe. I mean, and it was right when the, like, well, it was weird. Was it? I think it was during one of the, the Western scenes, which, yeah. I mean, you could still say that's pretty Western, a 70s version of what Westerns would look like on a television show. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the way it jumps back and forth. I, it's, but that was his take. Um, this episode is amazing, though. I, oh, I, yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, three I, stories. Three stories, yeah. Three fantasies. It's it's a wild one. Uh, also, I did some digging on Fantasy Island. I'm glad someone did, because I'm more confused with this episode than the last well, I was week. just looking more, you know, just about cast, because I thought it was so funny that, like, we're reusing actors so much, and I knew they did a lot, and, like, you know, a lot of shows in the 70s and 80s, like, you know, especially these kind of shows where you have your one-offs, you know, people play multiple characters, and I get that. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, Ronnie McDowell had played two characters on Fantasy Island before he was the devil, and then he comes <laughs> back and plays another person after this, <laughs> which is wild to me. Um, the guy, yeah, Ned, Ned plumber, Artie Johnson, who was also our millionaire last time. Different character in this episode. Mm-hmm. But he'd also been like two other characters in other episodes. And that's... <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. I, I mean, and I'm sure people were just like, okay, these are actors that come back. I mean, Roddy McDowell, yeah. totally. I like have him back every other week. I wish they'd have built it into the, since they're doing this, the devil came back thing. I wish that they had had made those other times him, this be the devil in disguise. Because yeah. that would have been fun. Like, oh, the devil's been here the whole time, just fucking around. And of course, uh, one of the old, one of the old ladies is uh, Barbie Benton, of course. Um, you know, longtime um, girlfriend of Hugh Hefner, and one of the stars of everyone's favorite show that doesn't exist at all, apparently, Sugar Time. <laughs> God, I wish we could find episodes of that to just I, watch. I spent, just one spent, episode. After, after I realized that um, it was she was in this episode, I spent another 20 minutes trying to find somewhere where I could find those episodes. Does not exist. Can we not, like, contact Hugh Hefner the Playboy State through, like, social media? Like, there's gotta be a way. There, I don't know how you, uh, like, there's... Doesn't he, does he still have girl? Is he, he, did he die? Yeah, he's dead. He died a couple years okay, ago. Okay, my bad, my bad. I forgot for some reason. I, to me, it's like he's still in the house with girlfriends. We could contact one of them, but no. no. So someone has these somewhere. These exist somewhere, theoretically. I mean, but I, I was, like, going to my, like, deep level, like, like, bootleg TV show websites. And like, because I thought I'd found it, but it was, it was like on the list of the things this dude was looking for. He was like, hey, I'll trade you if you have this. And it was like on the list. I was like, God damn it. So somebody, so people are, other people are trying to find it. <sighs> Maybe one day it'll, it'll spill out onto the internet and, if one of those, and we'll be able to see it. If one of those bootleg people doesn't have it, like I, I It doesn't just, exist. Because, man, like, those people have some stuff. Uh, there is a gold mine on, in someone's VHS tapes somewhere. That could be deteriorating. I mean, somebody's, that celluloid doesn't last forever. Somebody's creepy uncle has yeah. got, like, a gold mine of Sugar Time apps that, like, yeah. could be sold on the black market for some serious cash. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I, there's there's another person in this episode who's new. And is it my—I might be getting this wrong, but is this the first episode they appear in? Oh, is it? I, I assume she was in the last one because this is episode two. She's she, she shows up here in season five. She was in the last episode. Okay. Um. So she she, she does come in on season five. Yeah. And they, I guess in her her. Which oh by the way this reminds me the uh, the the other casting thing and I'm I'm sure I knew this but I'd forgotten. Um. You know in the last 
last season of Fantasy Island, um, they replaced Tattoo, correct? No, I did not know this. Oh, you did not know this? Yes. Uh, no. they, it was like a contract thing. He wanted as much money as Ricardo Montalban, and they said no, so they replaced him with Christopher Hewitt. Huh. Why wouldn't they just give Tattoo the same amount as Ricardo Montalban? Yeah, I don't know, because they didn't want to give, like, Herve Villachez as much money as Ricardo Montalban, so they hired Christopher Hewitt. Alex, you know Christopher Hewitt, correct? Not at the top of my head. Oh, I think you do, Alex. Um, he went on to play the title role in a little show called Mr. Belvedere. No way. Yep. Fucking Belvedere? Yep. This is what he did right before Belvedere. I am the, I, look, I'm ashamed that I forgot who played Mr. Belvedere. Well, we have to watch an episode from that season now. I've got many episodes. Yeah, I, I was fine. I was finally able to find season seven. So I now have all the seasons of Fantasy Island. Nice. So we can go and watch yeah. as we, as we like. Yeah, let's. I, I wouldn't mind get, dipping into one of those in the sometime soon. I'd look to see if there was like a spooky one that we could do um, to round out Halloween, but it doesn't seem like there's a season seven that has anything even close to being spooky. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I definitely want to see a Mr. Belvedere <laughs> Fantasy Island up. Speaking of Mr. Belvedere, and this will just be a few minutes if you don't mind, I've been watching other things uh, other than Fantasy Island, obviously, uh, and I forgot to talk about them in the pre-show or before we got to this point. Uh, one of them is a, a show from the late 80s called Head of the Class. Mm. Do you remember this? I'm aware of it. I don't think I ever watched it. I, I saw it. Like, HBO Max was throwing it out. Like, hey, we have episodes ahead of the class. I'm like, why are they advertising this show from the 80s? It's also from the 80s. I'm like, all right, well, I could be... I, I've watched quite a few of those. Sometime for a podcast. Sometime for my own, you know, back in the day. So I thought, well, I could be into this. But it turns out they're rebooting the show. Uh, and they're going to make a modern version of it. And it's just, there's these kids that have their own class that the principal, like, curates of these super smart kids. And they're geniuses and they are like groomed for academic decathlons and also to go to college. But their teacher is is normally just like a guy who only triggers that part of their brain. And this substitute teacher who comes in is a streetwise uh, guy. Uh, he's still also educated, but he gives them something that they lack, which is humanity, Brad. They can't be little machine kids just learning facts. Mm. And the whole show's about... The, sh the show's actually pretty cool for, for what it is. There's a lot of episodes that don't hit right. There's a lot of episodes that it was the 80s. And there's some characters we focus on and don't focus on. That's weird. But overall, it's a, good, it's a fun, good show. But it reminds me a lot of Mr. Bell because there's this guy kind of teaching these kids, this older gentleman, um, coming in. In the last season of that show, for the first two seasons, there's this guy who was apparently on, I think, WKRP or something. He leaves because he's like, this show isn't what I wanted. This is not the sh show I was sold on before I even signed on season one. I'm out. Um, so they replaced him with a British guy for, for season three, which is also, it's very much like a Belvedere. He just comes in and he's a British dude who tries to help these kids, like, excel in life. Some people might remember the show, didn't know this. This show was had an episode where they fought a Russian school team, but it was back, uh, obviously, before the wall fell, uh, the Berlin Wall. So when they went to Russia to film the show, it was a huge deal because they went into Soviet Russia and Russia was very nice to them. They tried to give them all the accommodations. Like, oh yeah, come through your episode here. Show them how awesome Russia is. And apparently it rubbed people the wrong, <laughs> well, obviously, and people were like, what the fuck? But it, it got a lot of attention from that. Haven't reached that episode yet yet in the television show, but I thought that was interesting. Um, something else I've, I, I started watching, which I don't know if I recommend, because it also doesn't hit right uh, now, is the show Succession on HBO. Have you heard of this? Or have you... I've, I'm aware, but I haven't watched it. Um, an old guy who owns like a media conglomerate is getting old. His children are set to inherit the company, but at different levels on the 
their own terms and the company is aged and they they're not as modern but they, they they're like billionaires like so they, they have all this money and it's just a whole bunch of rich assholes being rich assholes and struggling to i guess hold power or something i don't know and fighting with each other it's not fun it's it's, it's dark, and now, past COVID, when we have um, all these strikes, which are very well, I, I mean, needed uh, because of the huge gap in wealth and inequality, it's like, why would I watch this show? The, I, I want every one of these people to fail and be eaten by the poor. Like, this is, why do people enjoy this now? Like, maybe before the pandemic, maybe I could see it, but now I'm like, this is garbage. Why are we watching this? That's all I'll say. But that's just some random things I've been watching. Nice. Um, but back to Fantasy Island, friend. Where where do you want to start? Um, so our uh, our crew our crew for the week arrives. We got this guy that looks kind of familiar. Um, he wants to be a fuck. He wants to live a fucking cowboy dream. Yeah. Um, weird. Um, weird. We got a couple old ladies just one to one to get back into the the Broadway dream. They want to be young again. Cool. I like. I. It's just wild. Like I mean, we're we're definitely just these fantasies are a lot more fantastical. Well, yeah, because I mean. It's always been like a wink and a nod, at least from what I remember. Maybe not so much in the devil episode because the devil is involved in the previous one. Um, but we also we speculated in the last episode when the woman throws the money off of the cliff and the it magically just pops to the window and they get it and there's the lamp which may or may not have actually done the magic. Here, there's just blatant magic. Yeah. Uh, like I, I like I feel like this like I I knew at some point that like it, we just like full on lean into it and it's like yeah magic shit's happening. But in my mind and again I don't know if this is accurate we haven't watched in the beginning i would like to go back and watch those first two movies which by the way this oh, is yeah. an extra long episode this is a mm-hmm. this is one hour 15 so i don't know if this was is a like a movie like i don't know weird but regardless um yeah yeah one guy wants to be a cowboy these two old ladies want to be young like uh, um broadway girls dancers again um mm-hmm. and the devil wants to go on vacation <laughs> before we go into the devil because i really love a lot of the dialogue that tattoo and julie bring uh to ricardo Montalban and this all the questions they ask when the ladies get off the plane and the other guy their their questions are still kind of like it, it must be weird to be them because every week is a mystery. It's like, well, what's happening this week? They must have had like, a, I imagine them having like a weekend, like a long weekend to just, you know, hang out and do whatever they want on this wonderful island. And then it's Monday, like, all right, what do we got? It's a mystery. Who knows what the fuck's going on? And I love they even question like, aren't those ladies old? And then I think Julie says, oh, we're going to make mad. We're going to use magic to make them young again. Right. And they're like, yeah, which again is the admittance that magic is real. Like even Julie, a newcomer who's only been an episode for two, uh, two episodes in the whole show knows the magic here. And I guess when your grand, your godfather is is Ricardo Montalban or uh, Mr. Rourke, you just know that magic's involved. Kind of oh. weird. Yeah. But, but the devil coming off the plane is where I was like, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> I, I, I like. I mean, we already knew that this episode of you know he was going to be yeah, trying yeah. to tr- give Ricardo Montalban's soul. But I like the idea of the devil was going to just go on a vacation. That's what I wanted so badly. I was like, let's just make just make this a casual episode. Let the de- let's find out more about the devil. What does he want? What does he like? What's a vacation to Like, him? it would be such a good episode if the whole time Ricardo Montalban's just, like, nervous and, like, I know he's up to something. And, like, yes. he's just on vacation. Just on vacation. He's just having some drinks at a weird party. The, the weird party is weird. But, I mean, Julie Lance hits a... She asks the direct question to Rourke. Why the hell did you invite the devil to the island? <laughs> it's, if you knew that he was here for your soul? It's so great. It like Julie, I can't control where good and evil manifests on this world, even on the island. 
All right, I guess. Not even on Fantasy Island can can, can we avoid evil. What? I mean, the devil lives there. Like he has a hole. You have a hole to hell on the island. You know of this. We know this. So why wild. did the devil fly in? Was it just for fun? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, of course, of course. I would if Ramjack Knights ever gets the rights of Fantasy Island and we're ever making new episodes. This is we will make the episode where the devil has his vacation. I mean, I like yeah. I mean, who knows what they're doing on either the the. 90s um, Fantasy Island are the one that's out right now but I hope I hope at least one of the fucking series has Devil on Vacation yeah it's got to be in the movie I know they didn't touch on the devil at all that's lame yeah real. I wanted to be like Star Trek with Q mm-hmm. where the devil just appeared and it like maybe it's not obviously riding Dow but I, in my mind it's still him just like different version and he's just carrying through haunting the Fantasy Islands trying to get the soul of Mr. Rourke we're gonna CGI Roddy McDowell back. Yeah, he's back. Digi Dow. Um, but yeah, that's to, even though I mean, the devil is still my favorite out of all of these. Except I, I'd have to say that I, the, I, I, I could have cared less about the kid Corey rides again plot line because it's yeah. western. I'm like whatever. And I, the Zigfield girls was like, all right. It, it's when the twist to that came. Yeah, I was like, like okay, that all right. Took a, well, that took like a because it seems like a pretty straightforward story, but like it is a every bit about it is weird. Like there is nothing like. I, let's just go. Let's go. Let's like what we did before. Let's go through the stories and just knock them out. Let's knock out Kid Cory first. All right. Because that's, I think that's pretty straightforward. Um, so they take, like, he shows up to, to Mr. Work's office and he's like, hey, I'm ready for my fantasy. Like, I'm, I'm all about this, this cowboy kid Cody. You know, he was a real, he was a real Robin Hood type. He stole a million dollars. He was the first person in America to steal a million dollars and get away with it. He disappeared. No one ever found him. And uh, he's, he's a real romantic character. And he's got this, like, fucking news stories read about him and all these books. And, like, he's even got, like, he's even got, like a, a a copy of the wanted poster that he that he had printed up, which is obviously a photo of him. Yeah, and and Julie, why? Because Julie is the one who asked the questions in my mind. Because she asked, "Why is the devil? Why did you write the devil here? Why doesn't she ask? Why did you print your face on? <laughs> why did you superimpose your face with this wanted poster?" Yeah, I was hoping she would ask that, but she didn't really. I thought, like, I was like, did that. you go to one of those like old timey towns where you take where you stand in a photo booth situation? Yeah, but, I got like, a silver plate up there. I don't know. He seems completely surprised that they think it looks like him. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> Weird. I, I love that he says that he's like an aficionado of like the Old West, but his favorite part is basically just like pulp cowboy concepts that, I mean, is, as we know now, is pretty detached from the, oh, yeah. the actual Old West. So he's just a poser anyway. He just likes the idea. And is he a Robin Hood? Like, does he give the money to anyone? No. Because to be a Robin Hood, you have to rob the rich to give to the poor. Well, that's, he just that's, steals but it. But as we find out, this is all based on that bullshit article that that weirdo lady wrote mm. like yeah, none of yeah, it's true yeah. um but yeah so they take him into the next room and like they just have like like a saddle on like a sawhorse like and Ricardo Mons like go ahead get up there he's like are you, this, are you fucking serious this is it what alright I'll get on this thing weird and then he starts getting Ricardo Mons like ah, no 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 you're getting on the wrong side oh okay whatever he starts going he's like no nah, you left foot first not the you don't know how to get on a horse weirdo it's like alright so he gets on it and then and like this whole scene by the way I love how real it is and the fact that they've already started the fog machine so like earlier in the scene you start to see the fog come up so you know what's gonna happen but like I like they're just shooting they're shooting this on the fly 
and uh, Fog comes up, and then we hear Ricardo Montalban voiceover, and he's like, and remember, uh, the bullets are real, so if you fucking die out there, you're fucking dead. Wait, what? And he's on a horse in the middle of the, the prairie. Uh, he's time-traveled or, like, warped back? He's definitely time-traveled. He is fucking time-traveled. Mm-hmm. Um, he's being shot at by some guys. He, like, has to duck down, and then he runs into the real uh, kid, Corey. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, uh, yeah, I, I, I robbed a bank, and uh, now I'm trying to swindle uh, my partners. But is that your horse? Cool. <laughs> so he steals, Kid Cory steals his horse, rides off, mm-hmm. uh, leaving leaving our uh, shoe salesman guy to just walk through the fucking deserts until he runs into Tattoo. Who's <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah, the guy with your horse is that way. Can I just leave? Nope. <laughs> you're you're gonna finish your fantasy. Once you start your fantasy, you can't leave it. I I did read that in what little homework I did, where a lot of the earlier episodes, Wark uh, and Tattoo are just like shrug their shoulders if someone wants to leave their fantasy. They don't give them outs. They're just like, nope, you got to ride it through to the end. So this is one of those instances. I also love that Ned has the wanted poster. It travels through time with him. And he's like, you don't look like this, Corey. He's like, yeah, sure I did. Before I grew my beard, that was me. Totally. Corey knows it's not him. What yeah. the fuck is Corey's deal? Like, why, why is he, is it just because he wants to, like, butter him up so he can steal his horse so that he can use him? Like, I don't... I, yeah, I don't know. It is bizarre. Corey's a weirdo. Yeah. So finally, uh, Ned catches up to Kid Corey. He's like, hey, give me my horse back, you fucking asshole. You know, this whole thing was bullshit. I thought you were, like, a cool guy that was, like, a hero that helped people and was, like, a romantic character. Um, but you're just a fucking asshole. And those guys are assholes, too. And that's when the cops show up. <laughs> And uh, Kid Corey's like, are, they both get arrested, and Corey's like, hey, dude, that's that's definitely him. That's definitely Kid Corey. Check, he's got a wanted poster of himself that he's carrying, because he's a fucking psycho, because he's a fucking, fucking lunatic <laughs> that's, like, bragging about his, his crimes. He's also got the look. He's got an all-black cowboy outfit on. Like, he looks like a villain. Now, I'm not going to ask any questions about how the stitching is a little different, and like that's definitely a machine has made this versus, like, the old-timey West uh, like a modern machine, not like an old school. I mean, there's, if you look at something about all of this is off, but yeah, uh, the real Corey gets away, and Ned is left to be the the framed kid Corey. So they're gonna hang him. Um, yeah, good. And uh, yeah. Then this uh, a journalist. This foxy journalist lady comes to town. like, I want to write an article about you. In fact, I've already written an article. And it's the whole thing that he's already read about the Robin Hood shit. This woman just made all this up because it's a good story. And uh, then they take the photo of him so that the photo he saw in there was his actual photo, obviously. So, yeah. I mean, go ahead. I mean it's that easy. I, I mean, that's pretty much it. So, I, I, there's not much else to it. So, they, yeah, they're going to hang him. And he's like, oh, fuck. I guess I've learned my lesson. And they go to hang him and tattoos the fucking hangman. <laughs> like they take him up to the gallows and Tattoo puts the fucking noose on him. He's like, hey Tattoo, come on, get me out of here, man. Get me the fuck out of here. He's like, he's and he fucking like it's grim if you think about it. Like if you're oh, yeah. fucking Ned, this is insane. Um and uh, <laughs> he and as he would have hung, um, he's transported back to the present. And apparently the whole mystery, the the fact that this is a big mystery that he got away with the money is because he was framed to be 
Kid Co- um, Kid Cory, and the real Kid Cory got away with his money. There, there's a cute scene when the reporters talk to him in the jail cell, where Ned is like repeating her article to her, and she's like, "It hasn't even been published yet." And he's like, "No, no, no, yeah, you go in to talk about this and this," and she's like reading it and like drawing back and runs because obviously she's a little afraid because he seems to be, I guess, clairvoyant or like can read minds or from the future. Um, so that's cute. All the tattoo stuff is fun, but it does beg the question: Did tattoo travel in time too? Was this the thing that he's like, look, Tattoo, you can't help me. Because Rourke, Tattoo offers, like, let me help you this time with the devil. And he's like, Rourke's like, I got something special for you to do. Is it time travel? Like, he just had to... Yeah, I, I, listen, I need you to, I need you to get in the Quantum Leap Accelerator, Tattoo. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, like the music starts, then, then another fog machine in his arms. Yeah. Like, I would love that. What's Tattoo doing? What's he up to in, the, in between these times? It's so great. I Like, I love it. I, like, just the, just the change that, like, last episode we watched tattoo was like well we can't just give him a million dollars he's like do you have a million dollars to give him and now they're like we're gonna send you through time <laughs> you've earned it man come on you're one of us now for real you time traveler and the last last time like Rourke was being all cagey about the devil he's not like saying he's like uh, tattoo I'm gonna do something very dangerous uh, uh, but uh, don't worry about it uh, this time he's like yeah guys that's the devil straight up that's <laughs> Lucifer Mistopheles Bales of Bob himself something happened from the beginning of season 4 to now that we're just in a lot kookier place, I think. Yeah. I think Warwick and Tattoo are more tight. And obviously Julie's on board, yeah. so I mean, like, a lot of stuff happened. <sighs> if she's his goddaughter, who is, who are her parents? Who? I guess we'd have to watch the previous episode. <laughs> Was she born on the island? Like, is she, like, did her parents come and there's like, look, thank you so much for this fantasy. You know what? We're gonna name our daughter. We want you to be goddaughter to our daughter. I mean, great question. Goddaughter to her da- Godfather to her, our daughter. Is she part of the mythos? I don't know. I To me, because the devil also really wants her soul. Obviously, it's to get to Rourke, but I, part of me is like, is there something else? Could there be something else there? I know I'm like just like grasping at straws on a show I've only watched three, maybe four episodes of in my life, but I don't I'd like to think there's a larger mythos out there. Oh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of mystery. Uh, it's very bizarre, but uh, yeah. The, the last thing I'll say about the Kid Cory part is... I loved the cuts when they went back and forth in time. Like, when they hang him and he drops to the floor and he's just immediately floop on that uh, sawhorse. Awesome. Yeah. Um, like, I like the idea that, like, whatever this magic is, like, I like I, I want to think that he's still in that room. That, like, when ta- <laughs> even when Tattoo goes in there, like, Tattoo and Tattoo's being the hang and all that, Tattoo, like, just sees it as that room. It's like the holodeck, but only for him. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Which isn't too far from... Uh, uh, Ziggy and everything in Quantum Leap. Yeah. Isn't that how Al did it? He went into a yeah. holodeck kind of thing? So, That's exactly, uh, that must have been what happened. Because it's just so funny to me that he's just in that side room. Look, it took them a lot of seasons to get the money to make that holodeck in the um, <laughs> Fantasy Island. So weird. Again, I still have a lot of questions about Fantasy Island because after, because all of that takes place in the closet or in the past or in the importance of this Ned's mind. Who knows? Definitely take, no, they definitely really time traveled. Yeah, they because have to. The story, they have to. Yeah, because like, it, the story is part of him being there. Yeah. It's a paradox otherwise. And that's why he likes, because he comes off as like, that fantasy was weird. Wait a minute. I am kidding. Like, he, he yeah. realizes that he must have been, but he doesn't have any questions about it. Everyone is happy with their fan. He's like, you know what? I'm happy. I time traveled. I got to become the person I've been infatuated with. I, nice. Going back to my normal life. Going back to sell shoes. Going back to sell shoes. You know, they say weird. if you walk a mile in someone's shoes, I, it's like, dude, 
Time travel's real! You fucking time traveled! Very bizarre. Very, Very bizarre. Very bizarre. Um, do we want to go to the girls now? Yeah, the, let's, uh, let's go to the ladies. Zigfield girls. Ah, uh, this is so weird! <laughs> So there's a revival of the Zigfield Girls show on Fantasy Island. Yeah. Where? At a theater somewhere? How do people get there? Who's who's coming to this? I don't know. It seems, How do the ladies get there I, for this? I, I think mm. it's just like they're doing like an out-of-town like rehearsal for Zigfield Follies, and it's going to go on to Broadway. Because at the end of the episode, the director and like, um, you know, the granddaughter are going to, they're leaving, and seemingly the show's still going to go on somewhere. I think the revival's just maybe rehearsing or gonna have the first like preview in fantasy island <laughs> i would like to apologize to the listeners now because i was unable to watch this once before this and apparently i missed a few things the girl is one of them's granddaughter friend yeah that's the whole plot of the episode i didn't realize that oh. which one is the is she the daughter of granddaughter of the the uh, um the uh, I, I, which one's which? I can't remember their names. Not Sugar Time, but is it the other one? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Sugar, sugar Time's. Uh... So Sugar Time's. Oh, yeah, that's, that's why it cuts so that's, fucking yeah, that's deep. That's why she doesn't want her to, to, to ruin the relationship between her granddaughter and her Damn. granddaughter's boyfriend. Damn. Okay, I'm sorry. In my mind, it was just, hey, don't ruin this relationship like you ruined mine. Nameless per It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. But it's the granddaughter? Yeah. Fuck. So, yeah, so these two, um, these two old women, a.k.a. Um, Young women in very obvious um, old lady makeup doing the old worst. lady voices. They uh, they um, Ricardo Montalban takes into the theater and is they're uh, they're rehearsing um, a new production of they're doing a revival of Zigfield Follies mm-hmm. and like they're like oh man I, we we were in this in the tw- in the twenties this is amazing and it's like it, like again I wasn't sure yet that like but yeah they know they're gonna be made young again to be able to do this yeah that was part of it <laughs> and the ones like oh. I'm gonna go look at the costume. Um, and so then Sugar Time's still there, and all of a sudden this girl waves down and it's like, oh hey! And then she runs off stage, Grandma, I can't believe you came to see me. I, I I'm I'm gonna be just like you. I'm gonna be in the follies. And then like the director comes down and introduces himself, and um he's like, Hey, well, maybe you can uh, come by and show us how they used to do things uh, you know, back in the twenties. And then like uh, he walks away, and then sh- and uh, then uh, um Sugar Time's like <laughs> motherfucker i our fantasy was supposed to be fucking to dance here i'm no i don't want to talk about how it was back in the old days i could have done that at home it's like (laughs) yikes different people get different invitations to the island because she even then throws up into pork's face if this isn't us being young again to dance well we're just gonna leave this is what we should know and they're like oh so you were told you were gonna be made young again like how does this work it's wild (laughs) Like, everybody knows that Fantasy Island is some magic shit. Yeah. So Rourke takes them uh, to his office or somewhere. He's like, hey, look, ladies, we, we, we all know we're going to use magic to make you young again. But there's rules. There's stipulations this time. Um, it will last as long in, until it's the weekend or until you tell someone about uh, us making you young again. And when that happens, the magic wears off. And like Cinderella, at the stroke of midnight, you'll go back to being old. So, I mean, it's in your, your court to, to lose or keep twist apart one part we may have failed to mention earlier is when julie's asking all the questions are those ladies a little old to be yeah 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 it's cool what is their face they want to be young again but it might destroy their friendship for all of time what (laughs) 
Like that could be a throwaway line any anywhere else on any other show. But when you've got time travel and the fucking devil, all of time makes me think that they're coming back. I, like there's something else to their friendship that is key to like the safety of humanity I, or the planet. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I mean, on. I wasn't sure. Like, are they going to go back in time? Like, what's going to happen? Ooh. Like, I I wasn't sure what the deal was. And I mean, honestly, I I don't know that their friendship shouldn't have ended. Like, yeah, it's it's a, it is a fascinating like. I want to know more about their fucking life because it is wild where this fucking goes. So, let, Brad, you I mean, you hit on it earlier in the summary because um, they get made young again and they come out. They, they go to the director and like the rehearsal and they kind of get in on it. They're like, this isn't how this would have done. This is insane. Uh, like, yeah, it is. Because the director's like, oh, well, you think you know how it would have been done back in then? They're like, oh, yeah, we read a lot about it. <laughs> and then basically, like, like. Uh, the like sugar time just gives uh like <laughs> and she just gives a speech it's like yeah. hey uh. when you're up there be good <laughs> don't be shitty at being a dancer be good at being a dancer have confidence yeah you're a zigfield girl we were the most beautiful girls in the world you wouldn't be up on that stage like, this is your motivational talk the that they most, gave us back in the it day it is the most bullshit motivational speech i've ever yeah. heard um but the but other old Meanwhile. lady is uh <laughs> yeah. she's she she's doing it and the director's like oh wow all of a sudden directors like got mad boner for other old lady she's i mean she is prowling the stage and oh, she's yeah. like in, i guess her part of the motivational speech is to embody the zigfield girl but she takes it too far she grabs one of the like feather fans and like reveals her not she's still clothed but she like reveals herself in like the the way a zigfield girl should and that's when the director's like holy fuck who's this new girl granddaughter uh, james bond face into hand to shove you off <laughs> into the, the side of the stage this new lady's where it's at. And that's when Sugar Time gets a little mad. Yeah. Because she's like, and oh, that's... this is fuck. Oh, I see what's fucking happening here. This is fucking bullshit. She's going to do this again. Fucking bitch. Uh, because, spoiler alert, guys. Yeah, they're good friends now. Um, But apparently, back in the day, this other old lady was a real floozy. <laughs> Her name is Ruby. Ruby, okay. What? I couldn't remember it either until Ruby Rogers. Well, that's a stage name. Okay, so who's the other one? Who's Sugar Time? Joan. I, I mean, she's Sugar Time. I, okay. <laughs> Sugar, Sugar Time and Ruby. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, Ruby apparently, like, slept with Sugar Time's husband, which yep. led to the ending of their marriage. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wild. How are you that's friends? Wild. How are you friends? That's the part we needed to, like, really make the story resonate. Because something happened after, I guess, their friendship dissolved um, to bring them back together and be super strong friends, <sighs> I guess. But the thing is, like, seemingly they were, like, they say it like they were still doing the show together at the time. Well, I mean, the show's got to go on, Brad. But, I mean, like, come on. you're doing a, sh like, like, you're in a cast with someone that fucking ended your marriage. And yeah. somehow you, first of all, were able to keep doing that show with them. And then were able to s remain friends with them throughout your life. Good friends. Best of friends. Wild. Go on a vacation together. You're a Zigfield Wild. girl, Brad. Some things go deeper than marriage. And that's a Zigfield girl. But, yeah, immediately, like, she's like, hey, hey. 
you know we're only here for the fucking weekend. Um, and the director is in a relationship with my granddaughter, so fuck, you can't fucking do this. And, uh, Ruby's like, I'm young for a weekend. I am going to fucking enjoy the fuck out of this weekend. I am going mm-hmm. to fuck the director. Because <laughs> I miss being able to fuck directors. <laughs> and I mean, history aside, I kind of get it, right? It's her fantasy. Sure. It's their fantasy. They're young again. Yeah. I mean, I like it's what, but also there's a weird thing like when when the director first is like watching Ruby dance, there's like mm-hmm. an effect where it seems like magic's happening, and it could just be him getting like a boner for like this dancing girl, <laughs> or it could be that Mr. Work is using magic to make him fall could in be. love, which is really fucked up. I mean, okay, look, do I understand it? Yes. Do I agree with it? No. Could Rourke be doing magic to, to, to spur this along, to make their friendship solid for some future date that we're not sure of, that we need them? Most likely. Most likely. Very strong. So, like, at one point, like, like Director and Ruby are, like, off on a date, hmm. and Sugar Time gets involved and is like, hey, I need to talk to you, fucking homewrecker. Um, <laughs> like, listen, you need to call this off right now because he's fucking in a relationship with my granddaughter and this is bullshit and then she lays it down listen when you fucking stole my husband i bought a gun and i was gonna (laughs) fucking murder you wait what whoa what huh and i did really and i'm glad i didn't but (laughs) but here's the deal if you fucking don't end this right now I'm gonna fucking end this fantasy. Mr. Rourke says all we gotta do is tell somebody this is a fantasy and it's done. And I will fucking make us old again. <laughs> I mean, wow. I and mean, it's a lot to throw at somebody. Yeah. Look, the whole time you thought I was okay with this, we remained friends. We are still friends, but I did almost kill you. Like, you don't even know. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> behind to, you to in the dark. To, that, <laughs> to like have that, like, cause like clearly she saved that. It's like, if I ever need to get at this bitch, this, I'm gonna tell her. I bought a gun. I was going to kill you. Like, she's had that in the holster for... Oh, yes. For years. Conceal and carry. She's had it on her... She's been strapped for a long for fucking like time. Years. Just in case. 40 Can years. Pull the she's been ready. Yeah, just her hand itches sometimes when something happens. She's like, uh, well, let me just wait. Like, she, her plan was, if, if that bitch dies first, I'm going to go to her. I'm going to go to her on her deathbed and tell her, hey, I bought a gun and I was planning to kill you all this time. <laughs> Time, bitch. <laughs> there were there was only one bullet in it, by the way. This revolver that I bought, and that bullet had your name on it for forty fucking years. And now I'm gonna watch you die. The only <laughs> thing that it. kept me from killing you was knowing you weren't worth going to prison for. So now I'm gonna watch you die, bitch. <laughs> so fucking it this. Oh, we're gonna be old again. So good. It's so like, whoa. I mean, what do you say to something like? <laughs> <laughs> Other than, I guess, fucking back off. I mean, magic is involved. I want to be young again for as long as possible. And, you know, maybe I am being a little bit... Uh, maybe I am overreaching. I mean, this this romance stuff is a young woman's game. A fling is a fling. I had tons of those. 
Um, most of them meaningless to me. I'll, I'll say that because my best friend has a gun that she was I, presumably would kill me at any time with. Maybe I should just back off. So, so she kind of does, right? Like, well, like she's like she's she's torn at that point. She's like, I, listen, I think I'm really falling for this guy, and like, um, you come on, listen, you're gonna be old grandma. again in a couple of days, grandma. So Ruby, come on. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so it's it's the day of the performance, and uh, the you know the performance starts, and they go off stage and they're about to have like their big showstopper number and she's like hey i need to talk to you for a second and it's like hey you know what you're right um i'm sorry i'm sorry i did that i'm glad you didn't kill me um but i just want you to know i our friendship is more important to me than anything so she has so the um like the uh, stage manager comes to the door and is like hey five minutes until your number and she's like hey um stage manager we're actually here on a fantasy and we're actually two old ladies he's like what um okay whatever five minutes and then he leaves and he comes back he's like wait i'm sorry what did you just say and then they're old <laughs> ladies again now can i just point out that like the selfishness of this fucking woman so first she's gonna break up um granddaughter's relationship with the director um wild like mm-hmm. but she not only has she stolen her friend's husband and ruined her, her marriage but then almost ruined the really possibly did ruin the relationship with it with the granddaughter and the director for all she knows mm-hmm. but then she fucking ruins her friend's fantasy because they don't get to do the dance number like I'm, and it's the big i'm glad that sh- that that ruby has learned that her friendship is the most important thing to her but you know what why does she get to decide for fucking sugar time that is that is i mean you're right you're right and not only does it ruin the friend like their big the whole reason they're there is to perform live and be young again but it also i guess ruins the show because yeah. this means that the dancers on stage have to improvise during the middle of this big yeah. dance like, what a selfish piece of crap. Yeah, Ruby, oh, you are lucky. You are lucky that bullet didn't <laughs> kill you up at this point. Because this, I'm assuming, is par for the course. It is insane. It is, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, they get old again. They they say, yeah, this is a young woman's game. We're old. Let's just go back. We have a really good friendship somehow, some way. Let's go live out the rest of our lives. Wild. I, I, I will see you Sugar dead Tom, one day, deserves an extra new fantasy. <laughs> she does. And maybe she comes back. Hopefully. Either as uh, Sugar oh, she Time or someone else. She comes back, but, but not, as, uh, <laughs> not as an old lady anymore. Hmm... I, that was a fun one, though. I really yeah. enjoyed all the drama and high stakes. <laughs> yeah, it was so wild. And a lot of their outfits and, like, all the stuff around the stage was fun because it was, uh, I mean, it was dancing. It was the, a performance since, uh, like, the yeah. late 80s. So, I mean, or early 80s, I mean. So there was a fun 70s, 80s vibes going on. Um, maybe some best dress in there. I don't know. Um, some of them, maybe not. Um, but all of this is preamble. All of this is just the C and B story to an A story that is is the devil's return. Oh, I love it. It's so good. It, just, I love the devil. First of all, I, I love the devil came on the plane like everybody else. I yeah, love that he, he gets the drink. Like, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's the, the Hawaiian or like floral lays, wherever they are, Fantasy Island. It's just a part, just being the tourist for once, you know? It's so great. Um, so like the first big thing is like, you know, devil's like, hey, I'm just here for vacation. And so next time we go to devil, um, devil's just at a devil party. <laughs> <laughs> so is this just like a hedonistic, like, I, I mean, cause obviously I, I don't know if every Everyone knows the devil is real, but there's just a whole bunch of young people just like at this party where there's a throne that the devil or a, a, a man in a black suit, I, I guess, 
who is he to them? Like, do they know he's the devil? Are these like, and they're they're near that opening, I think, right? There's like a cave behind him. And I'm like, is this supposed to be the first? I know that was at like a cliff at a seashore. I mean, I, yeah, is I don't think, I don't think, that? I know. I think this is just a weird party. I don't think anyone knows he's the devil except, you know, our crew. But there's the cave behind him that's like glowing red. I, there's a lot of caves on Fantasy Island. It's a, it's an island. No, why not glow, glow red? No. Who knows? Uh, Could be anything. In like there's, there's some real scam rock music playing which i'm like it's 1981 what are we doing this has got a real 60s vibe of like, yeah it was weird. oh rock and roll wild look at these kids dancing to rock and roll oh boy what would the devil do on vacation not this this is a weekend this i mean is, I, there's, is a a, there's, like the a de- there's like a devil statue at this devil party like it's it's a devil themed <laughs> party that Oh no, it's there. You know what? We don't have an ad in a while. A devil-themed party. Oh. Call up your friends. Let's do it. But who are these kids? Do they live on the island? Are these tourists at other hotels? I, I like, mean, uh, resorts. Listen, what the fuck is Fantasy Island? I mean, again, we know that Fantasy Island has a bank. There's like people that live on Fantasy Island, and some of them like to party with the devil. No yeah. big deal. It's fine. Yeah, these are just people that live on Fantasy Island having a going to a devil party. I mean, there's all kinds of weird parties at Fantasy Island. I'm sure. Like there's like cowboy parties, like there's yeah, this is just a devil party. <laughs> what? No big deal. Do you think the devil has his own yacht just off the coast of Fantasy Island? And that little like cave thing was just like for show. Like he really just kind of like jet skis in. He's got a yacht he's there. Mobile, that's like right? labeled uh, West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. You know, hmm. who knows for sure? I, I just like to think if they're having parties in the devil's honor, maybe he's more like he comes here more often than we think. Um, but I don't know. But yeah, Rourke's there, and Rourke and uh, uh, Julie go up to him and start chatting, and this is where he's like, do you think I want your soul, Rourke? No. I want Julie's. No big deal. Hey, Julie, you want to go hang out for a minute? Like, hey, Rourke, cool, but can I steal Julie away for just a second? And nope. Rourke's like, today, devil. I don't think so. Um, no way. This is not, this is not going to happen, and you're not going to win this. And he's like, oh, I think I will. And then Julia um, spouts out. She's like, uh, I bet you won't. And then he's like, ah! <laughs> and Rourke's like, oh, don't, already don't, off to a good make, start. Please don't wager with the devil. It's not a good idea. Like, I love that the devil's like always like tricking people into like making like, because like, it's a real shenanigans the way like she gets um, snookered into the being part of this uh, devil situation. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad just sent me uh, a screen cap. Yeah, there's the devil the statue. The rock band and the, the devil band. statue. Um, this is more like a punk band with their hair color and clothes, yeah. but they are playing 60s oh, rock yeah, music, yeah. at least. Because people making the TV show in 1981 thought, like, a rock and roll was still, like, wild music. Oh, yeah. Everything also has glitter all over. The devil's, like, throne has, like, gold glitter on it. The devil's statue is red glitter. I mean, it's what it is. It's a fun aesthetic. Yeah. So, uh, a little while later, uh, Julie's just walking along. Uh, Mr. Rourke said, like, hey, by the way, stay close to me. <laughs> well, the devil in town. He's up to some shenanigans. Um, she's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So she's um, walking along at one point, and all of a sudden it gets a little stormy, and she's like, oh, fuck, there's probably a devil around here. <laughs> and then, like, a friend is like, just happens to be walking by, and all of a sudden, devil turns the ground into quicksand. Is this... 
Is this the part where she just happens across the devil in the woods? Yeah. So she's she's walking, she looks up, and it looks like the devil is just in some shrubs, just waiting. He's like, oh, hi. Like, he almost looks shocked. Like, maybe he was bird watching. Like, maybe he is trying to get some, like, recreational time yeah. in. And he's, like, with binoculars, like, watching wildlife. And he turns around and is like, oh, you're here. Yeah, I'm trying to steal your soul. But then you're right. The friend comes by, just in one of the island inhabitants, falls into some quicksand. No big deal. Julie cannot use any of, I, I guess she's just, like, so afraid of what's going on. She does not do the obvious things you could do with the things around you to save someone from quicksand. Yeah. Makes a deal with I the mean, devil it was, to save her friend. It was magical quicksand. So, like, even if she, whatever she had done, the devil would have probably thwarted. True, true. Um, But, like, she's... But she doesn't try she, enough, in she my doesn't. opinion. She doesn't. She could try yeah, more. Yeah, she really could have just... She could have gotten that branch herself. Um, But she's like, uh, hey, help. And she's like, oh, you, you want my help? And she's like, oh, come on, devil. Like... <laughs> There's gotta be some good in you. I mean, just be a good person. Get the person. Nope. Need your soul first. Well, but that's the thing. They don't make a deal for the soul. She's she just like says help, and he's like, oh, you want my help? She's like, just help her. And like, there's there is no agreement made. All she asks for is help. There wasn't like I feel like if you make a deal with the devil, you have to, it has to be a bargain. Like you have to sign something, even if you get tricked by signing something more than you realize you're signing. There has to be an agreement more than help her. You want me to help her? Yes. That's not an agreement for your soul. It really makes me wonder on the previous episode, what happened with that agreement? Please save my dying husband who was in a fatal car wreck. Yeah, because I, I feel like that, that, I feel like that was a formal agreement. It had Like, to she been. knew what she was doing. Like, this, but, I'm not, I, I feel like this is sketchy. I feel like they could have contested this in devil court. <laughs> so, at least to the devil, he feels like he has her soul for some weird quicksand loophole in the devil bargaining. And Rourke and her have to scheme, though Rourke's not letting her her in on the full scheme well, she to ensure that her soul doesn't get... What's great is she immediately goes to Mr. Rourke and, like, before she can even, like, tell him everything that's happened, he's like, hey, hey, look, don't worry, I've got something figured out to deal with this devil situation. I got I got this magic box, alright? Um, I need you to keep this with you at all times. She's like, well, what the fuck? What is this? So don't, don't open it. Whatever you do, Mm-mm. don't open it. You can't open it. We nope. can't, we can't have you know what's inside. It's gotta be a secret. She's like, cool, 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 cool. And then she turns around and hears the devil voice. Mm-hmm. And then she realizes the devil has possessed her. Surprise! That's fucking wild. She looks in a mirror, right? And her reflection is him. Yeah. I mean, devil possession is something inside of the concept of, like, the devils, uh, at least in some popular mythology. So it makes sense, I guess. I just wasn't expecting it. I didn't expect it. it. I was not expecting <laughs> it. And so, like, so she she's like, hey, just fuck, fuck off and leave me alone. She's like, no, I don't think so. Um, no. So we cut back and she's bringing the she's bringing the box back to Mr. Works like all right I brought I brought the box back and uh, he's like cool um, I'm gonna set up a bonfire and what we're gonna um, burn the contents and all of a sudden she's got devil voice and she's like I don't see what good uh, burning that brick's gonna do to stop me oh fuck Da-da-da. possession and uh, Mr. Works like you know what you're right but uh, I know I knew that she would never open the box but if she was possessed by you that's <gasps> how I would know I yeah. This is like some three. This is some like three D chess situation. Oh yeah. Where like I like what is happening? <laughs> what is this? What is this devil brick? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Rourke cradles Julie's face and says, "Look, as long as there's a piece of your soul in there, you can borrow my will or something, and like get that snap out of this and cast the devil out of your body." So there's an exorcism that happens, and the devil's out. And the devil's like, "Come on, Rourke, 
work. You knew it didn't take all of that. That's me. <laughs> you could have just, she, look, all you had to do was ask for me to get out. I would have gotten out. Come on. It's not, you don't have to be like mean and weird about it. Like casting me out. That's violent. How dare you? I thought we were gentlemen. I thought this was a fun game. So But weird. her soul's mine. <laughs> Ugh. And I'm going to, I'm going to collect tonight at midnight. He's like, all right, well, we're going back to double court. <laughs> yep. But, um, um, Devil Court is gonna be inside. Why does it happen at midnight? Is there like a there has to be some sort of like limit, I guess, in this left devil? The devil's hour, friends. The devil's hour. And it's called that because that is when the devil can collect souls. Until then, you got time to appeal if you need to. <laughs> so wild. Um, get your case ready. So we we get a little scene of uh, before they go to Devil Court and uh, like they're clearly cooking up a scheme. Um, and Mr. Works like like Julie, if you really love me and you really trust me and i was like is he gonna fuck her and get her pregnant are we gonna do the same thing again we all know with the old loopholes if uh um, uh, someone is pregnant with a child their soul is not up for grabs i mean it's theirs well because he's only allowed to steal the one he's only allowed to take the one soul so i was Mm -hmm. like but he's like if you love me and you really trust me and i was like hold on (laughs) wait Wait a a minute. minute Are you just saying she's your goddaughter? <laughs> well, goddaughter isn't a isn't a family connection, friend. That's that's not blood relation. True, true. You can fuck your goddaughter. <laughs> God, there's something gross about that. Yeah. I don't care what the scenario is. Yeah, I mean, you can do a lot of things. It means you should do. Them. Correct. It's wrong. But but Alex, if Julie, it's, listen, Alex, Julie, if you truly Alex, trust me and love me, if if the choice is is your goddaughter goes to hell with the devil, are you fuck goddaughter? I mean. What are you oh, gonna I would, do? What are you gonna oh, I'd do? Oh, I'd say let's. I'd say let's open up our mind to other possibilities, which they do in the show as well. Like, there's got to be another way. <laughs> I mean, this is last resort. Last resort. You know, if we're up to like an hour, thirty bit, fifteen before, you know, maybe we. I don't know how desperate we get. I don't know. I've never been in a situation. Hope to never be. Agreed. But I don't know. That would not be my go-to. <laughs> so, I but I like. It really did feel like it was going there. It was very strange. It, it did. Like it was super weird. So uh, we go to Devil Court. Yeah, and- they, they, we see them sign stuff back and forth like in all of this yeah. stuff so it, there's and, a lot of paperwork flying yeah. around and they're like all right well here's the thing devil uh julie sold me her soul so uh and i got mine notarized you didn't so i think obviously legally we both have a share of her soul where do notaries appear in the echelon of like christianity because <laughs> i guess does god need a notary to do shit i mean i listen i i gotta say though but like if you if it's notarized like like, that's still a step above, like, just having a devil sign. When Moses came off the mountain with the first Ten Commandments, it wasn't because he saw everyone, like, sinning and doing stuff that he destroyed them. It was because they, they said, I don't see a notarization on there. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, God damn it! <laughs> and then he went back up and got some new. And there's plenty of instances in the Bible where notarization is needed and required. Yes. Let's not forget what happened to Noah, because mm. something wasn't notarized. Hey, come on. I mean, yeah. so this is, this is this is canon this this tracks and they're not bound by the midnight devil soul transition a human gets a soul immediately when they sell it to another human or whatever the hell contramontman is which also begs the question is he god i don't know can other humans sell their souls to others i don't know apparently because of what happens later and he's
he's like, listen, we can we can do a timeshare situation. I'll, you can have her on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'll have her Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. We can alternate Sundays. And the devil's like, I no, I'm not gonna do that. That's that's stupid. That's not that's no good. No, I don't want that. And he's like, well, listen, um, okay, fine then. If uh, we can't make if you can't agree to give her to me, then uh, she'll just go to limbo. And Julie's like, wait, hold on, wait a minute. No, this is bad. This is no good. <laughs> and uh, Ricardo Bono's like, all right, fine. Listen, I will give you my share. All right, sorry, you give me your share of her soul back, and I will sell you my soul. And the devil's like, ah, fine. That's what I wanted. That's what I've always That's wanted. I wanted. All right, Ricardo Montalban, great. I will take your soul. And they start to they start to walk off to hell. And he's like. And Julie's like, wait, 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 where are you going with my property? Excuse me? Oh, you see, he sold me his soul uh, a while ago, and I've got it notarized. Now, I thought this was going to be a situation where, uh, like, clearly, he, like, that one was notarized and clearly first. But no, that's not how this works out, because they're still stuck with this timeshare agreement thing. And the devil's like, you know what? No, um, fuck it. If I only have your soul part of the time, uh, I'm fine with that. <laughs> like, I'll fucking take, I'll go ahead and take you to hell part time. That works for me. I don't really want you in hell anyway. I want to turn Fantasy Island into my new playground. You're going to work for me, and we're going to fucking do all kinds of evil fantasy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most depraved, <laughs> fucked up fantasies. <laughs> well, that's apparently I've... the devil's whole plan. <laughs> so, which again, calls into question, what is Rourke? And what is his job here on Earth with Fantasy Island. And I think you got it a little bit off. I think that Rourke says, so go ahead and take my soul to hell right now. And that's when the devil's like, no, we're not doing that. We're going to have this parade of dark fantasies. Well, and then is, no, is that when we start hearing like the, the chime of midnight? Well, no, 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 and no. no the whole, because the whole thing is he says he's going to take him to hell first because he just wants to torture him for a while in punishment. Uh, but then he's going to come back and then they'll, um, he'll, he's going to have him on Fantasy Island to do his evil Fantasy Island shit. So all, but a lot of all of this conversation is around them running the clock out so yeah. that they can pull their trick on midnight so the devil doesn't know everything that's going on. Which at this point, you think the devil would realize these people are smart. I need to ask a lot of questions. I need to cross-examine everything that they fucking say. Who owns your soul? How many contracts do you have? All the yeah. pre parties present and accounted for. Is this the devil's own fault for falling for this shit? Yeah. Because while they've been doing all of this nonsense of who owns what soul and soul time shares and getting the devil to do like the fucking monologue the clocks run out and it's past midnight and the devil didn't collect his soul before midnight so contract is null and void no <laughs> it's so wild the devil is pissed the devil turns away from the camera so he can transform into the devil because <laughs> he's shy. Yeah. He doesn't like people to see him transform. He's done this, he's done this twice now, and yeah. I I appreciate it. He's a little it's uncomfortable great. about the transition, and I'm okay with that. But then he turns around, and he's got his horns, and his skin's red, and he's like, God damn it, he did it again. But this isn't the last time. We have all eternity to do this. I'll get you one of these days. We have all eternity to do this. I mean, it really, like, makes you question, like, so is this, like, a fantasy... Is Fantasy Island, like, a Garden of Eden situation? Could be. Like, is that what's going on here? What is this about? I mean, we'll never know, because I don't think they answer it in the show. And if they do, great. Like, I can't wait to find that episode. The, the, yeah, the devil never comes back. I know that. Um, oh, he comes back, Brad. Ew. He has to. Yikes. We just don't see it. We just don't see it. Very strange. Very strange. Would have been the closer to an eighth season if they had gotten it. But, you know, they didn't get renewed. I mean, all for the better, because that's how we got Belvedere, right? I mean... Indeed. Wonderful episode. I love it. Wonderful episode. Loved it. Yeah, it was great. Um, who won and who lost? 
I think Sugar Time lost. Sugar Time lost big time. Robbed of her actual, like, the one thing she really wanted to do. I mean, I guess she she finally found closure and fully finally put the gun away, if you know what I mean. Like, but what is that in the grand scheme of, like, a fantasy? I don't think that holds much weight. Like, I've been holding that grudge for so long, finally gets to bury the hatchet. But her friend just gets off scot-free for being the worst. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like, she gets the realization that she was the worst, and, like, the value of her friend not, like, still being her friend, even though she had every right to murder her multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess it's good to know that you've got a friend that's that's that solid. True. But, man, Mm. Sugar Time got fucked over. Mm. Yeah, but who won? The the poor guy, Ned, the shoe guy, I think also my almost lost because none of the fun. Like he went back and became this guy, but he, I mean, he barely got to really interact with any of the shootout stuff. He was in jail for part of the time. Like he, and he didn't really realize in the moment, hey, I am a time traveler. So it's well, just what it is. Yeah. I mean, it worked out well for him in the end because he, he realized, he, he learned the lesson that his, his hero who wasn't who he thought he was. So he got to grow up in that regard. Um, and he got to, but he got to be the, you know, the, the character that he had fantasized about so that's something i guess uh but i still don't think he wins i no no not at all ah god who wins i mr rourke i guess i just because of um he beat the devil again maybe granddaughter because she gets to have she gets her relationship with the guy the director but who knows how long yeah but like no i think Rourke wins you're right yeah but i think like granddaughter also like saw her like boyfriend like cheating on her with another woman oh yeah so like in a drop of a hat when a a prettier face or like a dancer comes along she's out anyway i mean though that was possibly done with magics Probably. Uh, but still, it's not I mean, great. he wanted to see her. At the very end, he's like, hey, you got you got one of the Ziegfeld dancers. You're going home happy, right, director? He's like, yeah, I wish I could have seen that one girl one last time, though. Said goodbye, if you know what I mean, Mr. Rourke. Get on the plane, yeah, sir. Yeah, Mr. Rourke's like, well, you should be happy with what you have. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, Mr. Rourke. Really wish I just had an opportunity, like an hour, maybe two, to say goodbye to that one dancer. I don't know. I mean, I understand we're kind of doing a, a wrapping up with a theme of, like, be happy with what, you know, what we what you've got but like I, it's still for granddaughter like that's a real like fuck yeah poor granddaughter oof so ah uh, yeah I and Julie's new I mean I liked Julie in addition I think she is something that the show I could see why they added her um having only again seen a few but Julie gets like like she's a plaything of the devil for part of this episode she's possessed yeah, by the thing. devil like and I think Leah comes through it with her soul I mean yeah I still think I think Rourke's the only choice this week you're right you're right um while we've been talking about this I've had it on the television um, because I put it on my Plex thing and I forgot that when the devil turns around to do his reveal um, that Roddy McDowell's facial expression really is like oh don't look at me (laughs) it's adorable it's adorable (laughs) Rourke wins Um, obviously Sugar Time loses best dress worst dress there's some crazy looks in this there are. There but I mean, none good. of them none of them really stick out in my mind, which is the unfortunate part. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, this is tough. Um, what about, uh... Oh, Sugar Time's, uh, red and white striped dress. 
That is cool. I like that one. Of the time, too. It's it's nice. Yeah. I also liked, I, I kind of like the blue one that has like the darker, is it floral print that um, Ruby's wearing? And I guess against that in one scene, because that's when they're on the date, right? In the yeah. golf cart or whatever. Um, but I would go for either one of those. So I would say that would be best dress. Yeah. I don't like the, I don't like the, um, the pearl costume they have to wear later. No. It's kind of weird. And God, there's, yeah, there's a lot of other stuff in the corner. I, if I had to choose another best dress, it might be the devil in his black and white suit, where it's all black except for the tie being white and the, the pocket square being white as well. Yeah. That's just cool. But I think that's it's, cool think it's what we did like in the it. last one. Yeah. And I don't know if the devil can win two times in a row for that. Yeah. So that's best dressed, the red and white. We'll, we'll just go with that. Worst dressed, maybe the reporter in the Old West, yeah. who's more of like a... Um, a, a woman working in a saloon. Yeah. I don't know. It's like it's it's not a reporting outfit. No. And it's definitely not something a woman would wear back then. That wasn't um, working the uh, the the brothel or so. I, I I'm at a loss for the words of what I'm no, talking. about. Yeah, it's a real it's a real costume. It's it's like they went to the yeah. old they went to woman costume old west and they just pulled like yeah they pulled the the saloon brothel like it's I can see why Ned was questioning whether he was actually in the past or not because. <laughs> Some yeah. of these costumes are very much, this came off of the costume rack. Definitely. Was Zigfield like a magician? What? So there's a cardboard cutout of Zigfield that's supposed to be like the revival. And he's oh. all got like a top hat on and a cane and like a cloak. I know that was just in the 20s, probably what rich dudes wore, but... No, I think you're just a producer. Okay, there you I don't, go. I don't I, know he could be a producer look too. When I saw the top hat, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, magician. But it was the 20s, different time. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think he did any magic acts. The next episode, number 89, third in the season five, is titled The Magician. So just seeing that in my periphery might have primed me to say that when I was seeing that. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Nice. All that being said, oh, I just realized that Rourke's outfit is all white with a black tie and mm-hmm. the black pocket square, which also makes me think that maybe Rourke's God. Who knows? Yeah. Or some sort of angel or something. We talked about that in the last one. I know. I, I Just seeing it again, it brings it back to my mind. I'm like, oh, there you go. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that's that's. By the way, sorry, the one last thing. In that next episode, Episode, John Saxon plays Cyrano de Bergerac in the next episode. Weird. Well, well. John Saxon from Enter the Dragon and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Damn. Wild. I wouldn't be opposed to us going back like Mr. T, like TNT and watching more Fantasy Islands. Yeah. Um, I think, well, yeah, I think we'll definitely do some more of these in the future at some point. We got to at least do a Belvedere definitely. in season seven because I just got to see what that, what's going on. Definitely. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there, um, we may, maybe we'll find another spooky one for next week or we may just to something else we'll figure it out there is one in season five or six or the season five that was released on Halloween. Nice. And it is, and it has Frankenstein's, discovers that Victor Frankenstein is real and encounters the monster. Someone does. So that's at least on theme. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's plenty of spooky, spooky type apps. So it's just like, how does the intro differ when we have Belvedere instead of tattoo? Like, does Belvedere like go up to the lighthouse? Um, he presses ding, a ding, button. Ding, ding. He, has, he has a button that he presses instead. But does he still yell, the play? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't yell the plane. He just uh, he just presses the button and shuffles off. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, I watched the opening of, of one today because I was curious oh. of how they did it. No, not cool. Not no, yeah. it has to be something else. It he also doesn't have a mustache, evolve. which feels really weird. No way, it's like Mr. Belvedere without okay. a mustache. I don't like this. I gotta at least hunt up this other intro, oh, yeah. just to see what it's like. It says here to look directly into the mirror. Then what? Then we just say it. You say it first. 
No, no, you, you say it first. You're the oldest. Well, let's just say it at the same time. Lamb Jack. Lamb Jack. Thank you for listening to Ramjack. I'm Alex. That's Brad. You can find us on ramjackpodcast.com. We're also on YouTube. We are also on Facebook. Get in the group. Tell us what's up. Hope you're having a wonderful high holiday time as we as we march forward. Uh, Halloween is just around the corner. Get your candy. Get your costumes. Get them. Prepare yourself. Um, and guys, we're going to try to beat Creepy Hollows to the punch for once mm-hmm. in our goddamn lives. But right now, if you'd like to get on the ground floor of an amazing opportunity, uh, an opportunity that you can't find anywhere else, uh, what we'd like to do is we've got a deal we're working with the devil, and we've created an amazing new opportunity to... Time share your soul. I mean, we got get some really great um, deals for it. And also, if you timeshare your soul with us now, you'll get 400 extra bonus points. Ooh. And we'll give you we'll give you a $50 gift card that you can use anywhere. Tell about the freebies, though, Brad. Tell about those exclusive oh, so freebies. freebies. Would you Would you like to go to a magic show? We got one. Would you like to see Would you like to go to a production of The Follies? We got that. Would you like a steak dinner at some of the finest restaurants on Fantasy Island? Mm. We've we've got a coupon towards that. What a treat. Now, can I kick my freebies up to another <laughs> tier for a small fee? Well, why would you want to? They're freebies. I mean, well, you know, hey, you're, bra- you're breaking my arm here, but sure. For wow. an extra fee, if you want to upgrade, if you want to upgrade your package um, and get an extra 100 bonus points on top of the 500 and and um, give us an extra $400, uh, we'll bump that up for you. We will bump that up to the next level. Wow. What a treat. Act now before midnight. Seriously, before uh, midnight, because something might happen. Don't, don't let the devil find out about this. Oh. He is going to be irate. Hey, don't tell him. It's a secret between us and you. Shh, keep it on the DL for your freebies. Get those freebies. Get those orbs. Get your orbs. Come on. We'll throw in a bag of orbs, aka marbles. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Are they selling marbles? Oh. Yeah, we'll yeah, as we learned in the last episode, um they're selling orbs, aka marbles. <laughs> what was the thing you were texting earlier this week? I laughed really hard when I oh, saw it. God, yes. Guys, there's like it's so fucking kooky that like I like I don't even like because sometimes I'll try to save things for the show, but this one I just immediately texted it to um Alex and Tammy and Dan. Uh oh, protection to the max spell. <laughs> Normally eight hundred and forty five dollars. Yours <laughs> now eighty eight percent off ninety nine dollars and ninety five cents. Zero reviews. Act now. They're also selling a multi infusion vampire nephilim and mummy. Hmm. Nearly. <laughs> thousand dollars retail discounting it for a hundred bucks for you don't forget about the artist seduction um there's a nympho spell blend with two other things um a concuin and an impas i don't know how to pronounce it impusa concuin and a nympho spell we talked about the concuins before 935 bucks no I way think, 99 cocoon affordable isn't cocoon what brainiac was i in think DC so comics i think so 
I think he was a Kikuan. Is he, is he from Kikuan? Yeah. Or, he's a Kaluan. He's a Kaluan. Kaluan is often confused with Kikuan. One is about seduction. The other is about taking over the world or universe. Mm, very strange. I love the infusion of vampire, nephilim, and mummy. Yeah. I gotta, so I get, is it like a mix? What is it? Is it got like a vampire head, like angel wings, and mummy wrapping legs? And how does it feel to be given <laughs> away for $100 when it is worth Almost $1,000. Does anyone consider the feelings of these spirits, these uh, mm. things? Do they have feelings? When do they get Fancies. to go to Fantasy Island? Great question. Fucking motherfuckers. Creepy hollows. You guys. You scamps. 